And this is Randy's number one Andy, assault rifle of comedy, got the tablet handy. Andy Klein, Mr. On Time, slinging punchlines from the cut, walking a straight line. Then the thriller, Mr. Tim Miller, crowd killer, say hold up. It's probably not here, out trying to raise his daughter. So we'll just tune in to 3SPN, through the sock puppet nation, let the party begin. Haywood, Pop Pop, PD Romaine, top of the list, JL Chadwick, the black eye who tips, might be waxing. Philosophical or talking bullshit Might be just trying to help you get a Nice big young bitch You have an opinion Let's hear it to a proper The world may suck but I like it, I want you Facebook, email, tweet us Get out your closet if you're dropping our names What's the respect on it? Now let's come together There's nothing else to say Let's start the show Randolph hit him with uh, Hey 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 What's happening? Happy Monday, pre-4th of July. Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. And I am Mike Eltringham. Mike Eltringham! What? How you doing, folks? The uh, the the whiteness-blackness quotient is out of balance again. I never <laughs> like it. I never like it. Mike we... Eltringham. Well, you never say that when Petey's on. Well, isn't that weird? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why that is. <laughs> that Mike Eltringham, pre-puppet. Pre-puppet. Yes, pre-puppet. Hey, why have they not started a spinoff podcast? I thought about the that puppets? the other day. The yeah, puppets? Sock Puppet Nation. Um, I love that. There's been some chatter about that. The thing is, if we put them under our umbrella, let's say, mm-hmm. we would expect them to... All the money. No, no, no. no, 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 no not even money. money. We would expect them that to too, um, <laughs> consistently you do podcasts every right. single week when and not be like, oh, I'm gonna, I'll get around to recording one. You have to be consistent. You have to... Like, especially if it's going to be behind a paywall. If it's going to be like a spinoff that's, sure. that's got a thing behind a paywall, you have to be consistent. So... I don't know that any of those guys are married to the idea of they're, doing... They're, they're very capable pinch hitters. They yeah. step in when they're yeah. needed, yes. and they do a great job. Yes. Right, right. But, As I uh, am today, I hope. Yeah. Yes. Right. But ask uh, them to you, you go back be every day. Ah, Mike is on. more of the... Mike and Courtney... And we were kind of like five guys on, right? Lam- I mean, yeah, or more six. of the little. I would say you guys are more of the little brothers of the podcast. Lambert was our first guest. See, we need a family tree. We need an infograph right, with like right, the, right. the branches. You guys are more of the little brothers. We, where do we fall? We had you. you guys on before Tim was off. So right. it would be us and right. him and, Tim. and you. And we'd have five people sometimes, mm-hmm. you and Courtney and, and us. We did one one time. Us. It was like. You, you guys, me, and I think Milner and Tim. It was like a huge. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was. Yeah. A, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and yeah. S- and so we had uh, just when we had Tim, we had just a fourth person, and because you guys had a podcast you were promoting, mm-hmm. you and Courtney. <laughs> I don't remember that. So uh, yeah, I remember uh, <laughs> understated stupidity. The podcast was was called understated it was good stupidity. Uh, Eric could come in and do y'all's voiceover. It was it, good. It was a fun. It was a fun podcast. Short lived. See, this is what we mean. We bring somebody under us. I don't want to hear no shit about three and. Uh, it's true. It's true. Uh, but I think my. Uh, I think Courtney's working on something now. I don't want to talk about it. Put him out there. But oh, okay. he's working on a podcast thing. I think. And uh, I've got mine with. Well, my, tell the people uh, what yours lady. is. Uh, it's called We Just Saw a Movie. Interestingly, it, Rod. 
I don't know how he got to your podcast. It Rob, had to be the black guy guys. who tips. I don't think so. But man, he's he's. I got to give a shout out to Rod because yeah. he is a huge <laughs> proponent of us. And I like coming from guy a guy like him who's yeah. you know got such a following and is so good at podcasting. For him right. to say I really like your show, right? Me and Elizabeth are always like honored to hear that. So yeah. it's you know really right. high compliment yeah. from him. That's when I put the shout. I was like, oh shit, Rod with the with yeah. the three guys on family right there. He said, as and I quote, he said, "These two are adorable." Yeah. So uh, I was glad that it came off that we're lovingly fighting on the show and not right. actually fighting, right? Because right. I just kind of. Right, right. You know, we've we tried to bring we tried to bring the queen back on what? to do, um, um, like I think she, a couple of times she's come on to do. She did Oscar recaps, Oscar once. recaps and stuff. Like uh, that. Yeah. I don't watch it. So yeah. Right, I, she hasn't it, had one to come on for in a while. Yeah, she's 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 less um, willing to come on the even when she walks by. Right. She's like, come nah. on a little bit. No, <laughs> just keeps walking. <laughs> yeah, just keeps walking. I did, I would say though that when you and Courtney were doing your podcast, I thought you guys were adorable. Yes, you were adorable. <laughs> when it was the two of you. So, I mean, maybe it's you. Maybe the adorable one in the equation. We did one episode with Lafayette that was really, that I still have. That was your saved. last episode, wasn't it? It was. We did. We only did eight. <laughs> yeah. um, but we just, we couldn't get, you know, like you guys, you guys are a paragon of consistency. You've been doing, what, six years now? Seven years? Yeah. Well, seven January 2010 is when we started. Yeah, there so, you go. That's seven. Which yeah, I think good. is around the time Rod got started. And look at the trajectory he's on. Know. Rod and Karen. Yeah. I know. Um, but we we were this is why we're start, we we sort of had the consistency i worked with mark marin i've worked with him a few times mm-hmm. around the time that his podcast was blowing up and i worked with him in like march of 2010 so we had we were 2 months into ours and he said one of the things he thought was a big deal cuz his podcast was just blowing up at that point he was like it's consistency you got your fans they have to know that every monday and thursday they can expect an episode yeah he was very big on that and mm-hmm. so i was like yeah because at that point we were just doing one a week but we sort of did one and then four days later we would do one then 10 days would go by and we would do one then we would do a, a week later and then we started getting more like structured andy and i kind of kind of agreed to be more consistent like okay well, yeah, that was every thing, Monday or whatever it was with ours. Me and Elizabeth, when we did ours, we we it was just kind of a hobby. We didn't care about anything. We were just like, we'll put it out there. That's for the first couple of years we did it, mm-hmm. and then last year, last spring or summer, we decided like, why don't we just put one out every week at least? Because our our listeners had dwindled. Excuse me. And uh, last summer we started doing it, and then we did a thing in. Uh, over Christmas, where we watched like one bad Christmas movie yeah. a day, yeah. and we we saved up a bunch, and then we recorded a bunch in December, so we had twenty five in the month of December, and then Jan- like that, we got a lot of listens then, but then downloads in January went up huge, and yeah. then ever since then we've been kind of not like okay. it's not watch, a huge watch this, Rod Karen, you need to have them on your podcast. <laughs> hey, that'd be great. I would you love need that. To have I would them. be you need to have them. Come on. And uh, and we'll uh, chop some movies up together. I would love that. And your podcast is called "We Just Saw a Movie." Right? Yeah. So yeah. we do break the rules Rod sometimes. Does a, Rod does a movie thing too. It's so, you yeah. and your and your uh, girlfriend. You yeah. need to have them on, Rod. We can make this happen. We have to. I, we have I to explain what your podcast is. It's because it's just you're basically reviewing movies. So that we'll, you see. so yeah. So we'll, but it's kind of so we break our own rules sometimes. But the major rule is this. Uh, I shouldn't even call it a rule. Just kind of the theme is that we we started it because there's a movie theater right down the street from us in a story, yeah. right? Yeah, Kaufman uh, Kaufman Story. Great theater. great theater. Mm-hmm. And uh, we go there almost every time. Sometimes we go in the city, but that so we have these you know conversations on our way back, and we'll you know either you know tear up the movie or say how much we loved it, whatever. And we were like, man, this is a lot of fun. Just like talking about it afterwards. What if we just, mm-hmm. right after we saw the movie, we just recorded? That's how we started this podcast. Yeah, just based on conversations we would have sitting around 
diner tables. Right. And which by the way is a problem with the with the draft house in DC. No diner. No diner oh, conversation. Man. There's no diner nearby? No nothing. In DC? There's got to be something on that block. No, nothing. No I, com- I, no, let me tell no you, I, conversation. I'm in town to do the Arlington Draft House, uh, which is already done, obviously, by the time our, your good listeners are listening. But, uh, man, I, I walked by for the first time without the green room being there. It was it was jarring. Yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, there was like a hole in my heart. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, holy shit. Why <laughs> yeah. is there just a Mexican place right here? Like, and then a shitty restaurant. Felt the first is it a restaurant now? Is that a, is yeah, I don't know yeah, if it's a shitty restaurant. They're putting a little restaurant in there. That's how I felt one time I walked by. It. I was like, oh, You know, Pete like, Brennan's closed place. right like a month later. <laughs> it closed? Like yeah. a month after the green room. Did. I didn't even know yeah. it was closed. I need yeah. to go over there. Pete Brennan's shut down. The draft house, the green room shut down basically March 1st. like we were the hub of that little area. We were a lot of their business there's March no question 31st was when p brennan's closed their doors and then there's that new fucking uh what is it that that place right across the street from the draft house now that That's beer garden open up oh yeah it's called brick house h-a-u-s is it, is it open i hate that I, no but the sign is on i hate when a business intentionally so. spells their name wrong yeah. well, all like those that. all those Some beer places like there's one funky in, way there's one in, in uh arlington in courthouse area called Courthouse, H A U S. Every beer garden has to go H A U S, but they got Brick House, Court. I mean, come on. It'd be on, funny like, if you walked in, it was just a bunch of German cops. It's like, yeah. oh, this is a courthouse, but it's yeah. just. Oh, it's make, like, the, make the umlauts, little swastikas. Right. <laughs> I'm going to have just a to let you know, bunch of hot girls and call it Dollhouse. <laughs> a beer garden full of hot girls. We serve St. Pauli girl beer only. Ridiculous. Dollhouse. House. House. How, a beer garden is just, it's just a bar that has an outdoor area. Yeah. That's it. They right. just didn't invest yeah. in a ceiling. And there's right. a couple of them in Astoria. There was that one. I guess yeah, that big one. We just went for the first time a couple weeks ago yeah. with a bunch of, like, uh, Pete it's, Bladell. It's youthful. Was a, there. A, yeah. bunch of ple- a bunch of Pete Bladell. A bunch of Pete Bladell. No, a bunch it's of people. Youthful. But it's very youthful. Yeah. Was it youth- yeah, youthy. Yeah. You know what, though? There were kids there. I mean, it was the middle of the day, so it wasn't, like, yeah. bad for kids to be there, but yeah. it was kind of, like... It was basically parents who wanted to get weight. They wanted to like, yeah, you know, double down or split drink them. out of a beer stein. They wanted the- to get fucked up, but also yeah, have kids. Yeah, have kids. Well, that place has to make money too during the day. Like you know, right. no one's gonna go get hammered. That place was always packed like Friday, Saturday mm-hmm. night. Yeah, but you know, two o'clock on a Tuesday, what are you gonna do? I think it's- I went once and we were having a conversation with a uh, dominatrix. A woman who worked in one of the dominatrix clubs. How did you get a word in edgewise with that ball gag in your mouth? Though? That's what I want to know. She just kept waving her fist in my face. <laughs> I feel I'm like uh, I feel like talking to a dominatrix is the torture. It's very much. Yeah. It was myself. What, Ted, where did that come from? Myself, Ted, maybe Shaggy, <laughs> um, a couple other people. And she kept going on and on about how ninety percent of her clientele like to get pegged let me whip you she kept I mean, just hey. going on and oh, on and pegged. on about i do think peg is just a funny term <laughs> yeah like, it is just not a as funny, funny as thing blumpkin to say. but blumpkin is number one <laughs> yeah, for those who don't know but, pegging is when a woman, when a woman uses a strap straps on, on and straps on a fucks a guy and in the ass. bangs a dude yeah <sighs> she was like i mean good, if that's your clients, thing 90 percent of my clients like that that's how i feel like okay uh. <laughs> or do they not like it, but they like that they don't like yeah, it? Yeah, it's like the conversation kept right. Kept, the conversations kept coming back to that. I'm like, you just like fucking dudes in the ass, and, and she's you're, trying, you're trying to, to convert out you, which, which one of us it is <laughs> and that's going to allow you to do my Huckleberry. <laughs> perhaps all these dudes are like, God, could you stop talking? Just fucking <laughs> fuck me in the ass if you're going to do that. Like you know, maybe that's just a, that's an improvement. On the situation, yeah. look, it's, if you fuck me in the ass, will you not <laughs> be talking about talk? talk? Me in the ass? Not talk. 
I mean, I'm, I'm into being dominated and tortured, but not like this. Like her clothes were like. She's describing her dreams to the dude. He's like, her stop. Clothes, <laughs> clothes were like presentable, very presentable, but like a little bit risque. Right. I mean, I just imagine her in like the whole outfit, like the hat <laughs> and the leather. I mean, I can't. If you if someone says or if you say I saw a dominatrix, I imagine them dressed like a dominatrix. I know they weren't, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. you know what I mean. Like that's she all you can like imagine. The, she had like the skirt on, but the slit. Was in the front. It was a little bit too high. Assless yeah. chaps. You know. Yeah. yeah. Hey, did they have like she had stockings on, but they were thigh highs? They I've have never, a seam in them. Could see. Are there you know? any other kind of chaps other than assless chaps? Because I only hear about chaps in reference to assless. No, yeah. chaps. Chaps are all assless. There are no assy chaps. Chaps are all assless. So it's almost like a, it's redundant. Yeah, you, you don't, don't have, to, have to say that. You could just say chaps. But whoever's <laughs> yeah. describing it wants to say assless. <laughs> yeah, assless right. chaps. Right. I think when they say assless, it's because the dude's not wearing pants underneath. Them. Right. Oh, I see. So then you, but that's the pants. Yeah, you, ain't you're chaps. really, you're not the, the chaps did their job. To do with yeah. You put chaps on over over pants or protect right. your legs when you're riding a horse from high brush. That's right. what growing up in Texas right. teaches you. Yeah, and your ass doesn't need that because your ass is on the horse. On the horse. Yeah. I see. Okay. It's the horse's ass. Right. Right. And then the legs are exposed, so you need the chaps. But assless chaps is really. Assless pants. It's a comment on it's the no pants. pants. Yeah. It's no pants. It's pantless chaps. It's chaps. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, it's pantsless chaps. We got to the bottom of that yeah, very quickly. Yeah, there you go. We did. Uh, I saw what you did there. It's pretty good. <laughs> so you're solving problems. They here. want you not to. They want you to be assless so they can get to the bottom of oh, it. Oh, by right. the way, I like how you uh, you left these crayons out for me. I feel like I'm at Perkins, like, and I got the kids' menu. <laughs> That's good. You get you the kids' draw. menu. Very nice. I'll just we draw what you guys back are. yesterday from Capital Grill. There you go. I guess if you have assless chaps and you're getting pegged, your legs are still protected from the brush. Your legs are protected from so the brush. So that's pretty good. As you're getting rode around the room. Well, I yeah. would think that any <laughs> pegger would give out, it would just be common courtesy to act, yeah, give yeah. out chaps. Put yeah. chaps on. Yeah. Unless the guy's like, can you like whip my legs or something? It's like, well, then you got to take the chaps off. You put these chaps the on. Put, thing. This, put this gag in your mouth. Yeah. And, uh, well, I don't need the gag. You'll see. <laughs> how did she? How did the dominatrix join Man, your group? I don't. We were just like, <laughs> hey guys. I know, I know you guys didn't all, seek her yeah, out. We're all like, comedians, and we're just sitting there. It's not like you got up like, is anyone here a dominatrix? <laughs> yeah, bring it over here. <laughs> we want to we talk need about weird chaps. conversation. I think she was a friend of somebody else's friend. Oh, okay. I think it was one of those things. Somebody's trying to bang like her friend. Yeah. Oh. And then and then she has to now dominate the conversation. Because that's in her, that's her that's job description. She, does. So, yeah. she, she can't turn it off. So yeah, so it's like the just, frog and the scorpion, right? So she like was she, just she has to be her true self. With the common, she was just coming with the conversation, and we were like, "Bitch, what?" Is there a coat room? I don't want to carry around my bag of dildos all day. Can we put this down somewhere? <laughs> Let me check my bag of dildos. And then once, hey guys. The, once pegging comes up in a conversation, for whatever reason, she I'm all would, in. It, yeah, we're she, not leaving that. I want to ask that questions. part of the conversation. Yeah, it, it is fascinating. Hey, my question. You just said about checking in a bag of dildos yeah. at a, a coat check. <laughs> Would you tip that person more if you did that? Only if they knew it was dildos. Yeah, well, good point. I mean, it, I would probably be discreet. I would probably make it like a... A burlap sack full of dildos? A sack of, a sack of dildos. I mean, how could you not know it's dildos? I don't know. Maybe you have it I feel in like, like the indent. Uh, the shape of the penis head would be visible through the burlap. Yeah, you'd have to have a bag that's kind of rigid, so to speak, so that you can't have... <laughs> The actual shape. You can't have the poking of the dildos out of the bag. Because right. then you got to walk around New York with you know, dildos visible to everyone. As, you have, as it, you have Louis a, says a bag of dicks. And yeah. like, do you right. home like, like baguette? Like they're soaking up the, out of the bag. Yeah. Also, I like that the dominatrix is just taking her a bag full of dildos to a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Why? How about this? How many times have Why you been on the street 
or on a subway or just anywhere standing next to a dominatrix who has a bag of dildos. You probably you've probably been next not, to bags of dildos a lot. Oh, you had in New yeah. York City? I'm sure I have, but that I not that I know. Of. You don't know it. Yeah, you've probably that been around so many. How many do many. you need? The fucking like, yeah, if it's your job. Restocking for your job, you got to take them home and wash them. Yeah, but unless I would, they got like a dishwasher at the job, and I doubt that. I'm sure they got a lot of any air good dominatrix is going to have a dishwasher. <laughs> the job. Any reputable, yeah, take them home and wash them. All of my dildos are hand washed. There you go. That's my guarantee. She's safe. Hand but how washed, many? I mean, hand dried lovingly by hand. What do you think she has? Like ten? Uh, you have to have. Well, a are bunch. we talking strap-ons or just? You figure I don't she's know. probably got three three good strap-ons, and she probably cycles through. Well, let's just yeah, but you got to wash those a lot. Let's just relate this back. So we do the podcast. We have three people on generally, right? <laughs> right. I generally have two or three extra mics, okay, uh, and a couple extra mic cords in case right. a product fails, right? Right. Uh, I need probably a backup mic splitter, which I sort of have one, but it's that's that was the old one that broke. But you know you got to have extras on hand in case. What right. if you're pegging to do it and your dildo just and, snaps? Or just to snap the strap on the dildo, or the strap on the on the, the strap, strap on right. the strap on dildo breaks. You got to have extra strap straps. on strap so, off. So I mean, this guy's this guy's paying for this full hour of of pegging. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, he wants a full hour session. Yeah, it was an hour strong. He's got yeah. things he's got to work out. Yeah, you can't do fifty eight minutes of pegging. <laughs> no, so <laughs> it's not like a psychiatrist. You got to you got to stop the clock. You got to stop the clock. Yeah. Go go get the new shit. Yeah, but my thing is, it's like a hygiene thing, like because you've got to have a lot. Because if yeah. you have a lot of customers, you obviously got to wash them. But even then, you got to have a few just on hand, ready to like a few clean. Yeah. Wash with bleach, to, and it's not that like would kind uh, of sting the next customer. I don't it? even want to think about. It's not that. like syringes where you just throw it away after each use. Oh no, you ain't throwing uh, away those things. Are expensive on the way. Yeah, <laughs> well, I feel like you could wash it pretty thoroughly. I guess. Oh, yeah, so that's hence the dishwasher. Well, do you trust though? If you're the if you're the uh, the victim. If you're the guy who's hired the dominatrix, how, do you trust her? It's like not a, you're not a victim if you're paying for it, right? It just you better it, trust her, <laughs> unless you pay to be a victim. But do you like do you Even say, well, can I see really your victim. can I see your kitchen? Like, do you ask first? Like, uh, how do Maybe. you how do you Maybe. clean these things? I want to make sure it's clean. I don't want some other guys. I feel like before I mean, look, before the dominant submissive thing takes like. Yeah. hold i would think you'd have like a nice thorough walkthrough of the facility right and right like, all right here's right. the boundaries and all right, that right and then now all right yeah step right. on my balls like when i tell people to check out when i tell people to check out a boxing gym or any gym i always tell them you know look for cleanliness yeah that's the thing you look for don't worry about the the uh the equipment or the people look around for the cleanliness. that's like a restaurant too that's the first thing. yeah and then yeah. the second thing is obviously look for look for the people there do you have a rapport mm-hmm. you know so i yeah. mean if this woman is leading you around i mean do you have a rapport with her as you're talking to her and then you know i want to get banged in the ass but not by someone with poor hygiene reels you in the ass exactly <laughs> yeah. i mean I, that's true i mean some, if, some if i did want that i wouldn't raggedy want. son of a bitch behind you fucking <laughs> yeah i go pay a homeless guy to do that <laughs> ragging you in the ass no way <laughs> and some people probably what we do in, what are we in thailand I you also <laughs> with the rise of some good money for this <laughs> with the rise of drug resistant staph infections you don't want one of those in your ass. Oh no! No, you don't want that. You, no, you can get no, that. You can get that no. from a fucking boxing gym. You get a staff. Yeah, you can get staff section MRSA. I mean, it's yeah. shit yeah. running gyms. The MRSA. So I can only imagine. Didn't that hit the Tampa Bay Buccaneers like five or six years yeah. ago? Yeah, it's hit like, a couple of locker teams. rooms. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They used to, like pick up someone's towel and it's got MRSA on it. Now you got yeah, MRSA on you. You got it. 
Yeah. Now you got pegged metaphorically with MRSA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That can't end well. Yeah. No, not at all. <laughs> no, you don't want that kind of MRSA. That can't end well. <laughs> That's the bad MRSA. <laughs> yeah, so you got you got to do a check. You got to make sure that the health department has been by and see what the grades of the dominatrix gets. <laughs> you're not you're not getting pegged by no B. <laughs> no. You they better be, have an A. B plus at, I mean, at worst. The health department, I would imagine you have to go to dominatrix. You have to. As a health department, they don't serve I mean, there's, food. there's a couple places you gotta go. You gotta go to that, and you but gotta go to a restaurant. It's a public like, health but, issue. Well, no, hold on though. Isn't isn't a dominatrix technically? Is does that count as? I'm not trying to be flippant about this. If there's sex going on and there's money exchange, does that not count as prostitution, does or is that a count, different thing? Does it count as sex? I don't know, because it, That's in that thing. case, I would think they wouldn't want the health department in there because then that would be followed but by these a places police seem visit. to be perfectly legal. I mean, I, I according honestly, to law it's just and order, special victims. Well, you know what? I bet the and they're ripped from the headlines, right? So I bet the pegging is kind of like the champagne room at a strip club, where you go get a blowjob. Where that's not legal, but you have you can pay them to go to a private room. You're paying for the yeah. company, like they do yeah. with escorts, where it's like, oh, she's yeah, she's you're just paying for a night out. For yeah, night. you're yeah. paying for a different thing. Right. So I imagine dominatrixes who do the pegging, that's kind of technically against the rules, but they have a way around it. I'm sure they, I mean, the good one, I guess, I, don't, I have no idea. The good dominatrixes? Well, I, I would think they would keep hygiene, but I doubt the health department's in there. No, they're not serving food, I don't think. It, I would be willing to tell you that, uh, I don't know, just the, the, the public health aspect of it seems to me that, uh, it's a imagine, imagine if you, you're running a, a dominatrix club and a MRSA thing breaks out in your dominant. you can't have that. That's true. You can't, you can't. First of all, you can't allow that as a public health, public health inspector. You can't allow that. And then, as the dominatrix place, you definitely can't allow that. Now you get right. bad Yelp reviews. So do health inspectors come to <laughs> Once the? You start getting bad Yelp reviews. Yeah. Not only does these people not fuck the ass good, you walk out with a staph infection. You're gonna have. Yeah. You're gonna have a bunch of Yelp reviews, all anonymous. Right. <laughs> right. No one's gonna. My friend told me about this place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he got a staph infection. Did you guys hear about this place? <laughs> By the way, that uh, Al Magical. The Yelp review bit he does on his latest special, Shrimping. Yeah. That shit's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Where he talks about what kind of a shit person you have to be to put out Yelp reviews. Yeah. Which I'm like, motherfucker, Yelp review. A well, Yelp review in this that. day and age is just a clapback. It's a crazy person. People yeah. love clapbacks. <laughs> People who want vengeance. Talking shit. People love <laughs> the clapback. People love shit. reading about someone getting owned or someone a clapping back. Section. I got a uh, bus. Well, it's the. My favorite place, it's closed now, but it was a, a, a Lebanese place in my neighborhood. And I would come in almost every day when we first moved up there. And I would go in and I'd order the same thing. I'd say, I want the chicken tikka masala, no vegetable. And I said, they didn't give you a lot of chicken. So I said, hey, I'll pay for it. Give me a little bit extra chicken. They charged me like a two bucks extra. I was like, awesome. So the, next, the one day I come in and the owner just kind of looks at me. He's like, hey, saw your Yelp review. And I said, what? And he's like, yeah, I saw somebody on Yelp complain about there wasn't enough chicken in there. And I was like, dude, you like, give I'm, not, me extra I'm not that passive aggressive. First, I pay for it. First of all, you give me extra chicken. Right. Secondly, I wouldn't come back. Yeah, I would right. just go to another place. There's plenty of great Do establishments. You know chicken all over a store. Because yeah. I'm not crazy. Yeah. I'll so, just go to another place. So then I said, hey, man, don't worry about it. And I left him a Yelp review the next day. And I was like, hey, this place is great. Andy and this guy, they're, the guy, they're two guys who ran it. And then I was like, oh, by the way, they give you plenty of chicken. <laughs> It's fine. Yeah. It's it's a great amount. So of you you they believe you that it wasn't your Yelp review. Yeah, I mean yeah. they didn't. They weren't. I mean I still kept coming, so I don't think they really gave. That's it. a weird moment when the when the guy because they can respond on Yelp. 
but responding in right. person that's that's aggressive I, I actually think it's fascinating to read the responses on yelp from the business because sometimes it's like there's people i'm sure there's people with like legitimate yelp reviews that are they're like hey this was kind of subpar the food yeah. is okay but blah, blah blah and then they'll come back and say okay i'm sorry you didn't have that experience or you did have that experience we'll do better blah 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 yeah but then there's some where they're responding to like something that's just like clearly bullshit comedy clubs have that where yeah. it's, it's like all I was doing was laughing, and they kicked me out. And really, the, the that's comic all. Club comes on, I was like, <laughs> you were interrupting you the comics. You were heckling. Person. You were drunk. They kicked me out for laughing. That doesn't happen at comedy no, clubs. But you got to respond to that. Yeah. If you're the comedy club, you're like, that's not. What are you talking about? That doesn't happen. That's yeah. not what insane happened. Insane person. By the way, here's what actually happened, and they have their they have the receipts literally. Yeah. Every, well, everybody always has a. Uh, if if you're complaining about a comedy club, it has to be probably ninety nine percent of the time your fault. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just most likely is <laughs> yeah. not that there's not some shitty comedy clubs out there, but like if you go, I always we always come back to like the DC Improv. If you're complaining about the DC Improv, you yeah. fucked up somewhere. You're a piece of shit. Even if you didn't like the comic, you should have figured that out before because yeah. like yeah. they don't book people who aren't on YouTube. They don't book people who aren't yeah. you know nationally known or you know Arlington Draft House same way. So it's like you you need to do the research. There's no problem with the service. Like places yeah. like that are like top of the line. So it's like most of the time it's just like this is how I thought the show was going to be. It wasn't exactly the way I wanted so it. So now be- I'm mad because I can't talk the whole time yeah. to my idiot friends while we're drunk. Yeah, insane. Yeah, insanity. Shut the, shut the fuck up. We've got some emails. Oh, really? Great. Um, I mean, we get. You know, it's interesting. If you want people to email you, get facts wrong about about black fraternities. And they oh, email I'm, you. I have, I have no. Let me tell you something, people. Immediately, Rod was just going through this on one of his on one of his things where he was talking about Serena Williams and somebody hit him with a well. Actually, oh, uh, actually, uh, all you got to do is just reach out. We're not going to be mad. No, this, no, this, these aren't these aren't like this is, yeah, these aren't no, Yelp no, reviews. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, they're just like. Yeah, but, let us know. Uh, we don't know. So. But we got because we got two emails. One of them was about black frats, and then the other one was like she clearly hadn't even finished the podcast yet because she had, about something that we talked about later. <laughs> so that's how you know you got good fans. She yeah. stopped the podcast. So let me just dash off an email right quick. This is my pause email. While this is in my mind, yeah. <laughs> this is from Delta Gal. That's uh, she's emailed us before. Okay, so she's in a sorrow. Okay. Yeah, I won't say her. I'll I'll block out her real name. I think I said it before, but Delta Gal has emailed us in the past. I think. Uh, hey, Andy Randolph, and today's sock puppet, Mike Eltringham is Mike Eltringham pre puppet. It's a mighty Mike Eltringham. I love, love, love all brother. those loves were all caps. I love, love, love the show, and I will certainly go behind the paywall when the time comes. Uh-oh. But. Actually, uh, but. <laughs> what's, what's coming? Actually. That's probably what the. That's probably the code for pegging like you want to go behind the paywall <laughs> yeah i do you break the paywall <laughs> um i just listened to the medium rare episode which was last monday episode of 26th uh, june 26th podcast and i would have been remiss not to send you a brief note with a couple of observations you guys are typically on point about topics but you missed the mark missed all caps on blgo's black greek letter organizations yeah and for so the record we know nothing about them i know some people that are in a couple well i think we, we we did wikipedia which said some of these were like old ones and small ones and they aren't part of the you know they aren't active now, but um, here's a primer. Andy, you will you will be the hit at the next party with his newfound knowledge about Greek life. <laughs> uh, there are nine black Greek letter organizations. Only nine, not eight or ten, LOL. Well, I don't think Wikipedia had a few more than that. I mean, are you saying they're wrong? <laughs> How could they be wrong? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where on earth the others that you mentioned came from, but uh, host step sounds about right. 
or Hotep. Uh, Wikipedia is not your friend. Here are the basics. The following organizations make up the Divine Nine. They are also the only members governed by the National Pan-Hellenic Council. Okay, so here we go. The Divine Nine, everyone. The Rizza, the Jizza. The, oh, no, wait, sorry. <laughs> Different Nine. Old Dirty Bastard. Psi Alpha. Okay, Alpha, Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity. 1906. Notable member, Martin Luther King. First black Greek letter frat. And here comes... Here comes the hacks now, all copying. Kappa Alpha Phi Fraternity, mm-hmm. 1911. Notable member, Julian Bond. Yes. Pretty Boys. Yeah, Those pretty are the Pretty Boys. Pretty Boys. Kappa Alpha Phi, okay. Um, uh, Omega Psi Phi Fraternity, 1911 also. Athletes. Notable member, Jesse Jackson and Shaquille O'Neal. Those are the Q-Dogs. Athletes. Never let you anyway, you pretty motherfuckers. Pretty We're going to start Omega Psi Phi. Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity. 1914, notable member, Terrence Howard. So are those ones like beat up women? Beat up women beaters, I guess. <laughs> I guess, is that there? <laughs> is that how notable is that guy? <laughs> Iota Phi Theta fraternity, 1963. So between, okay, 1963, 1914, and then the next black frat was 1963. Notable member, Senator Clifford Graham. Political guys? Um, I guess, yeah, maybe they're the political guys. What's yeah. he known for? Uh, Senator Clifford Graham, I don't know what his... His claim to fame is really his well, notable up. legislation. Wiki Wikipedia is not going to have it. Senator Clifford Graham. So see. those are the five frats. Here are the four sororities: Alpha Kappa Alpha, nineteen oh eight. Notable member Debbie Allen. Hmm. Art artists. Uh, maybe they're like they all dance. <laughs> uh, Delta Sigma Theta, nineteen thirteen. Notable member Loretta Lynch. Sigma Gamma Rho. 1922, notable member, Mother Love. And Zeta... I don't know if that counts for yeah. anything, but okay. There's a band called Mother Love Bone. Clifford made me think of Brother Love. You remember the yeah. WWF guy with the red face? Yeah, or Brotherly Love, Ted Alexandro's rap group. Ah, there you go. <laughs> From back in the day. And well, the, Clifford Graham is no longer a senator. Well, yeah, but he's, he, he has that title forever, though, right? Out of the Virgin Islands. Oh, okay. Is he, was he a senator in the Virgin Islands? Legislature of the Virgin Islands. Oh. That would explain why a black man was in the Senate. <laughs> in And the fourth and final black sorority, part of the Divine Nine, Zeta Phi Beta, 1920. Notable member Sarah Vaughn. Uh, so no sororities since 1920. I think we're kind of overdue for a, a, a black sorority. I mean, I don't know. Uh, the men and women who secure membership in these organizations are captains Clifford of industries. Graham went to Hampton University, where in 89 he earned a bachelor's of science degree. He started his undergrad in the Virgin Islands. So he's he's a Virginia guy. He's a product of the public education system, attending the James Madison. Uh, wait, wait a minute. So he was born on the St. Thomas Virgin Islands on October 1765. Doesn't say if he actually went to school there and then went to college. I'm going to assume that. Went to college at Hampton University. Upon graduation, Senator Graham worked in construction management. Means he joined the mafia. Yeah. In Detroit. <laughs> yeah. That's the mafia frat right there. <laughs> They're all mobbed up. So he was recruited back to the Virgin Islands by the Virgin Islands Department of Planning and Natural Resources to work in the Building and Permits Division in nd Four. Senator Graham transferred to the Virgin Islands Housing Finance Authority and worked in his Planning and Construction Division until he was selected by the Board of Directors to serve as the Executive Director. He's a successful guy, blah, blah, blah. Too blah, fast. Blah. We, can't, we can't keep up with all Left that. Left the Virgin Islands Housing <laughs> Finance Authority. 
offered himself as a candidate for the legislature as another way to contribute to the people of the Virgin Islands. Launched his campaign in 2012. Oh, okay. He a member of the 30th legislature as a freshman senator. He chaired the Commerce on Finance and was responsible for the development of the fiscal year's 2014-2015 budget. This is a serious dude. Um, so and he's part of the iota phi theta gabagool frat. So they get they get the credit. Yeah. Um, Delta set Delta gal says he's got the, two sons, Amari and Ahmed. Ahmad. Ahmad. Amar, the, the A names. It's I'm a, a fan. It's, it's a, I'm a fan Omari, of A names. Omari and Ahmad. The men and women who secure membership in these organizations are captains of industries, pioneers in their fields, well, and dedicated to service to mankind. Uh, the Burning Sands movie on Netflix regrettably has some realistic parts, but its major flaw is the fact that the membership intake pledge process does not include many fun and positive aspects. Sadly, the, that part like wasn't highlighted. Pegged. Like getting pegged. <laughs> like pegging. Um, lastly, fun and positive and <laughs> as a self-proclaimed steak snob, while I would never order it in public, I enjoy A1 steak sauce. How do you cook your steak? Medium. Yeah, we were so wrong, man. God, <laughs> you got to do medium rare. I, or I like rare. A one though. We had a long go round about this. Steak snobs, man. You rile uh, them up. We even called Courtney. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. What is his take on this? Uh, uh, just salt and pepper. Salt bloody, pepper. Bloody medium. Medium no rare. steak sauce. Yeah. I, I like steak sauce, but I get what people. If it's a really good steak, it shouldn't need anything. Yeah, it should. Yeah, but a lot of things but don't. It has need to it. be bloody. Michael Felder, listener to the podcast. Yeah, yeah he yeah. was chastising us. He's that, a little bit of a foodie, but that's kind of that was my point. Though yeah. bring that up was that they don't let you just like it the way you like it. They get <laughs> right. so mad. You should like it the way I right. like it. They, this is the proper way. Like very few things in life get that visceral of a reaction from people. Yeah, but when you bring up steak, with I only have a little bit of steak sauce on mine, just you know a what, little bit. You know what's another one? This is so weird. I had a friend one time pegging? who's from Chicago. What'd you say? <laughs> people have a thing about how they're how they're pegged. No, it's not. It's nope. not okay. pegging. I thought it uh, all came back. But, to pegging. but, well, we're kind of. It's about hot dogs because, yeah. uh, which is uh, a kind yeah, of peg, but one pegs. that you eat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> edible pegs. Yeah, edible pegs, as they were first called. Yeah. Uh, no. So a friend of mine was from Chicago, and she said that when I when we were talking one time about like hot dogs, I was like, yeah, I eat hot uh, mustard and ketchup in mine. And when I said ketchup, it, it, I might as well have said that like. You know, <laughs> I kill puppies. Like it, it was. Yeah, people have a ketchup thing too. People have a huge ketchup thing about, but ketchup on a lot of stuff. But definitely ketchup on hot dogs, where they're like, "No, that is not. You cannot like that." And I'm like, yeah. "I like it. I don't know what <laughs> yeah. to tell you." I don't like mustard on hot dogs. I don't like mustard generally. I like mustard, but I only yeah. have ketchup on hot dogs. I have ketchup and then no other condiments. On I hot like dogs. the combination of the ketchup and the mustard. I see. It's I like, like a sweet tangy thing going it's like together. That's, if I get a McDonald's burger, I don't ask for no mustard. I like it. It's fine. Yeah. But I don't like mayonnaise. Motherfuck. I went through a no white, mayonnaise white phase and then shit. I came back to it. <laughs> I came back to mayonnaise. I used to like mayonnaise and then I, it, got, it got gross to me for a while. But do you think the whole mayonnaise white boy thing is just because mayonnaise is literally is white. white yeah don't you think that is no kind of? black people really don't fuck with mayonnaise unless it's potato in like, salad unless it's a potato salad but even then that counts well that's a huge use for mayonnaise yeah, yeah. it is a huge use for mayonnaise but i've never i any of the fake ass salads that aren't real I salads have mayonnaise very few <laughs> coleslaw black people who right. fuck with mayonnaise on like a sandwich okay well, that's where we part ways. <laughs> what about I like, like that. Uh, turkey? What about like because like a like a steak and cheese sub? I think they all come with mayonnaise unless you ask for no mayonnaise. Do you, do you just get it? Just say no mayonnaise. Just say no. You just what about ask. tuna. 
Tuna salad? Tuna salad. I don't like those. I, I literally. I don't know a lot of people that black people that fuck with tuna salad. To me, I don't like those things. Those it's so salads. synonymous that I thought until I was probably like 25 that tuna fish was just literally the combination of tuna and mayo. Yeah. yeah. Like I didn't realize that people ate tuna without. Right. Yeah. Unless it was like, you know, a steak or a, yeah. a sushi or whatever. You know what I do? I put, man, I put mustard in my tuna fish. See, I, I'm out of here. You yeah. can't like that. Stop liking <laughs> yeah. it. That's wrong. <laughs> you know what, though? Like, ranch dressing is like... It's a weird white. color, but it tastes fine. Yeah. I've Everyone even done ranch, ranch dressing. Ranch dressing is like the George Michael of condiments. Yeah. <laughs> it's white <laughs> and, like, black it's people fine. love it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, we, but Delta Gal was not done emailing us. Oh, of course. Oh, shit. Come on, She DG. emailed us uh, a little while later in hey, the day. Uh, this is a short one. Um, hey, hey, hey. Three guys on it today, Sock Puppets. This is Delta Gal 2 again. I forgot to mention in my previous email, who the hell is still buys craft fake singles? Is this really even cheese? Goodness, let me upgrade you, baby. Cheddar cheese is the only way to go. Smooches. We're talking about grilled cheese sandwiches. I don't fuck with craft singles. I stopped fucking with craft singles a long, long ago. They don't taste right to me anymore. I don't know what it is. They just they don't taste right. I'll I only have, have do, it on a grilled cheese. I have to do Sargento. Yeah. Or uh, even like the store brought the, the, the slice like the store brand yeah. slice ones. But like craft singles, they don't taste right you, anymore. Here's why. This is the this will I don't know if you guys have heard this, but it freaked me. I've heard it probably like five or six years ago and it freaked me out when they had the American cheese yeah. and uh craft singles, if you read the front, it doesn't it doesn't say cheese. Yeah, it's not cheese. It's right? not cheese. Yeah. It's, it's whatever cheese product. Right. Yeah, they and they it's changed like, they changed something in the formula to save money, I'm I'm guessing. No, I think it's like yeah, maybe, but it's basically just like once you hear that, it's like horrifying to look at because you're yeah. like searching frantically right. for cheese it's like right. cheese whiz it's and, a processed cheese product right and i'm right. like i've been eating this for years like yeah. pounds yeah. of this shit yeah. like yeah. that's I'm why i die like <laughs> pringles can't call themselves chips so they call themselves crisps why can't there's not enough potato chips? in it oh yeah. uh so yeah so that's why like sometimes you'll see like like uh, those in the frozen food section, you'll see what is what are what are Pringles? People? They have no, they have like rice. <laughs> Soylent Green is people. <laughs> I think they have rice and stuff in them. Same they, thing that's in the cheese product. Yeah, I know. I don't eat. I don't eat. Sometimes crabs. you'll see in the frozen food section uh, chicken wings, but W Y N G Z. I'm like, yeah. oh, you probably couldn't Ooh. use a real wings. Yeah, <laughs> you probably had some <laughs> issue. There's a lot of filler in those wings. <laughs> uh, speaking of wings, I just ate at Buffalo Wild Wings, and man, that place has fallen off. Yeah, up there. Yeah. Because I saw I saw this article a couple weeks ago where it was like why millennials are killing chain. By the way, this is your Yelp review now. <laughs> You're doing it, <laughs> yeah, but it's a chain. Fuck them. I did. Uh, I saw that article too. Chain. But so the whole th- and I don't know if you guys talked about That's it. That's very at all. New York of you, by the way. Chains. It's a fucking chain. It's a chain, chain restaurant. Chain. Man. I go to Louis <laughs> Crab Shack. I don't know whatever. <laughs> like there's a place called that in New York. Yeah. They yeah. Go. I go to Jerry's Wings. <laughs> yeah. Jerry lives downstairs. He has wings. <laughs> He's That's my where I go. He's pretty uh, wild. But man, it was like terrible. Like. It was. I mean, it's. I'm not singling out this one fine establishment, but just in general, just the yeah, food. Yeah, I've, I've been. I, I was the only one in there. Yeah, and it was just like really? it was like right near, next to my next to my hotel. The one by me is almost always full. It's decent. It's, yeah, it's okay. I went to this wing stop over here. Not good. I've never been to wing stop. There's a wing stop by me up in my neighborhood. Really have a wing stop up there? I've, chain. I've been there. Yeah. Chain. But I don't go there because I don't go to chain restaurants <laughs> like you sell outs here fucking in chain. Northern Virginia. Fucking Seriously, chain. when we were in New York, 7-Eleven was just beginning to start opening stores in New York and people were like, oh, fucking 7-Eleven <laughs> chain. Give like, me a bodega with a stray cat walking <laughs> yeah. around. Stray cat. I yeah. Look, there's a place in Astoria, there was a deli that I went to once. That cat's not stray. That's his house. Twice maybe. Nobody owns him. Yeah. That's his house. I think Sal, Chris, and Charlie's deli was closed. 
Northwest, which is right on the corner from me. It's like a legendary deli. So I had to go to somewhere else, went up the street, go in, cat. Fine, I like cats. If I had a cat, a cat hair would get in my food sometimes. I get it. <laughs> Those are the breaks. A uh, guy behind the counter, old fucking crusty deli guy. You know, what do you want? You know, what are those guys? He has a Band-Aid on his finger. And okay, he took the steps <laughs> to stop the bleeding. <laughs> You're giving but, him a lot of leeway on a lot of stuff. <laughs> you know when a Band-Aid, you start seeing the blood come through the Band-Aid? <gasps> like it's it didn't do with the job. Yeah. Like it didn't close. It didn't stop. It was like I guess... I can see he had a Band-Aid on, which you was need more. a positive step. <laughs> but the blood was visible through the Band-Aid. So I was like, well, that's still going to get blood on my sandwich. So I just I looked around. I was like, oh, let me get a bottle of water. <laughs> and left. That's the bo- And the other bodega thing when I was in New York was you'd go pick up like a candy bar and it'd be dusty because it's been on the shelf for so long. Yeah. And it would have like the old packaging. Like Hershey's right. old packaging. Yeah. It's the old font yeah. from who knows how many years back. It's like that shit. It looks, so, like, a, looks like a prop from Back to the Future. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a 7-Eleven. They have quality control standards. It's true, man. Like it is. It's weird how like. Jane. I, I, that's the thing though. I never thought that way. I think that way sometimes with restaurants. Because also yeah. a lot of those chains restaurants are legitimately bad. Yeah. Like, you know. Is we that went to Uno Pizzeria still by Kaufman Astoria. Yeah, that's on the a, that's all right. There? I like Uno. I slapped the shit out of you going yeah. there. I like Uno. I've been there. Before. We went there once. There's the so many. I know we did. There's yeah. so many Italian restaurants. I don't like going to Italian restaurants in general, just because I could make it at home for two dollars. Yeah, yeah, that's true. For the most part, <laughs> yeah. um, unless it's pizza. But like, there's an Applebee's there. That's terrible food. Yeah. Uh, Panera, which I think that is terrible too. Fucking um, Olive Garden in the middle of fucking Times Square is constantly packed. And. I'm like, sure ridiculously expensive. Olive Garden's not that bad. It's all, to- it's all tourists. Olive Garden is like, to me, Olive Garden is like the Walmart thing where whenever someone wants to bash a big box store that is called, they say it's like Walmart, but Target does the same shit. Right. Yeah. It's the same thing. Olive Garden gets all the hate, but no one even mentions like Macaroni Grill. Like it's the same shit. Yeah. You know, Bertucci's. They I mean, just- I just think generally the food at the local places a lot of time, maybe it's some kind of placebo effect. Yeah. I don't know, but it just, the, I find the place I like, and then I go there. Yeah. Um, and then that's it. I mean, I don't really change it up. But as far as like that whole like chain or no chain, man, if I had a Seven Eleven, I'd go there all the time. Right. I used to go there when I was in. I worked across from one in Arlington, and Jane. I would go there all the time. Jane. Bodegas to me are like well, they're fine. All right, There's never any AC. There's always some weird shit. Also, going they on. never take card. Yeah. Like unless yeah. you. It, $30 minimum or whatever they have. And you know. the price is different every time you go. Right. You buy some shit. I'm like today, haggling like, for a candy bar. This guy rings it up as 196 and then the next day you come in, the next guy rings it up as 217 It's the same shit I bought. Like, why is it a different price? They just make shit up as they go. He's like, I'll tell you what, my friend, for you, $3. No problem. Yeah. Oh, my friend, my friend. I love these bodegas. Uh, we have an email from Tyrone. Here we go. Sup, ninjas and sock puppet. I'm not going to say it. Tim, be strong, ouchie, in these streets. Um, <laughs> y'all butchered the Black Greek letter organizations so badly, but the jokes were on point. Tell Frankie that no one is putting dicks in mouths that's all that counts here. during the pledging <laughs> the process. I think people are putting dicks in mouths. I think that's happening, dude. You know what? They're drawing dicks on mouths at minimum. I don't know if they put dicks in mouths, but they do put things in asses. They do a little bit of that. Uh, that's white people's shit. Yeah. Well, well, all right. Uh, I guess if you want to be hazed... <laughs> no one's disputing you. If you want to be hazed and you're black, you got to get in the band, the marching band, because they'll do that. Burning Sands was bullshit to... A, another Burning Sands yeah, reference. Okay. Burning Sands was bullshit to a certain degree, not saying that shit doesn't happen, but the film has many flaws. Not going to go any further into that convo, but I love the show and the guests. 
Shout out to Rick Younger, good old school noop. Yep. Y'all have fans in Florida, so make it happen. Bring the brown liquor and dope-ass comedy. Tyrone. I am more than happy to do that. Tyrone, speaking of dope-ass comedy, Vintage is in stores right now, as is Blue Magic. Yes, it is. Um, you can buy both of those albums. Yes, now you, you got to put the three specials together for the 3GO. Yeah, we're a do box it, set. Do it. Go all the way. We'll do a box that, set. That'd be Tim's awesome. Tim's album, Rule of Thirds. Yeah. Uh, none of the puppets have albums, right? I don't think so. I don't we think so. Yeah. Uh, we listened to... Uh, I. I uh, had a uh, expert repairman or expert uh, builder guy over to put my new desk together by the name of Herbie Gill. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah. Well, he's asking where my money is. <laughs> Where's my money, man? <laughs> uh, well, actually, I should just. <laughs> did you pay him? Where's my money, man? Did you, uh, did you I did. Him? I probably should have just this given is, it right to this you. This is what happens, man. This is what happens. This is what happens, man. My money, man. So I'll tell you what. Why don't you give it to me and then you could just get it back from him? Uh, well, yeah. We yeah, were yeah, listening to Tim's it. thing while he was putting my desk. This is what happens, man. Hey, Herbie, good news. I booked at the draft house. Bad news. The check is written to me. <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is what happened, man. This is so what happens. He put your desk together. He did. Was it like an Ikea desk? or No, it was a little more complicated than that, but I just don't like putting stuff together. Herbie so is like, handy. Yeah, Herbie, he loves doing that yeah. shit, so I was like, come on, man. He'll, he'll, he'll fix shit up. up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, except except maybe his credit. But <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, that's my boy. I mean, it's all our boy. You know, yeah. We all, we all yeah. love him yeah. dearly. Um, Where's my money, man? <laughs> I'll tell you later how much he owes me. <laughs> when you hear this amount... <laughs> I'll so, get the Roger Rabbit eyes ready. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I, we got two more emails here. Um, I'll read. Actually, I'll read them both. This one is is uh, called BBD Talk, which was about Big Black Dog Syndrome that we talked Wait, about. Wait, it's not last the week. droid from Star Wars BB Eight. <laughs> no, BB Eight. No, it's not Bell Bib Devoe. It's also not Bell Bib Devoe. Never trust a big <laughs> mutt and a smile. That's uh, that was my joke that I never got off last week. BBD Syndrome is big black dogs don't get adopted as easily as quickly because there's superstitions and people have problems with black dogs this email is from sophia what's up 3go long time listener first time emailer let me just say the fear of the black dog is real my wife yes we're gay (laughs) and i got our dog from a hood breeder (laughs) don't go to breeders we picked him up from a sketchy apartment in patterson new jersey you took it out of somebody's backyard (laughs) (laughs) no they went to a sketchy apartment in patterson new jersey um we picked him up he he was one of 10 puppies there. There were four puppies left when we got there, and all of them were black. So the the black ones were left over. The woman we bought him from showed us pictures of all the other puppies. Some were white. Others were white with brown spots. They were the, the first to go from the litter. To make a long story short, we took home the blackest puppy there and gave him a black-ass name, Muhammad Ali. Ali for short. <laughs> The following day, we gave him a bath and discovered that our puppy was gray. Was, <laughs> oh, Jesus. He was just dirty, dirty as hell. Man. Hilarious episode. Much love. He's our gray-ass dog, Ali, and uh, signed Saf. So here's the picture of the dog. This dog Aww. was black oh, my God. when they, they took it home. And he doesn't bark. He goes, the champ is here. <laughs> <laughs> he just bangs on the bongos whenever he comes in from outside. You know, sketchy breeders, man. They'll give you dogs that are sick. They'll give you dogs that have like issues and just dirty ass dogs. Sometimes. That are cats. I mean, it's just <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a lot of horror stories about that. I, you should I go to it. shelters. You know, breeders. You keep breeders in business and puppy mills. Google puppy mills. What you should do is just go get when when king and queen have have a litter around the corner. Yeah. Just go on over there and get you one. They're just gonna go give it one. to you. Yeah. <laughs> just well, go on over and get they don't you want one. ten puppies. <laughs> go, <laughs> go to the shelter. There's go dogs. Go over there and get shelter. you one. There's dogs at the shelter. A lot of the reason dogs end up in shelters there is because... There is always a dog in the hood pregnant. 
having puppies. That's part of the problem is what I'm saying. Just go People get one. People are breeding their dogs so they can make money. Out. Their dog is just a, a Oh, they ain't breeding thing. them to make money. They just don't fucking spay the dog. I'm oh. talking about the hood, and There ain't no spaying happening in the hood. Well, they're, they're no selling spaying, those dogs. No balls getting well, cut off. What we need off. is better birth control. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Just Awareness. Dogs, dogs be fucking in the street with little kids in a circle around them. It verges on abuse <laughs> is what I'm saying. But um, we have one more email from Pat. Pat from Perth, Australia. We have wow. a listener in Perth, Australia. Uh, wow. Pat from Perth, Australia, just to say thanks for the shows which have kept me sane in my boring-ass job ever since I discovered you guys three years back. Awesome. Frankie French is awesome. With all the Trump bullshit, I have switched off CNN and other cable networks and pretty much now rely on you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, you, that's not, yeah. not a good idea. No lot about pegging now. Are you, ha- are you angry a lot Don't now? listen to our black frat talk because we were way off. That was fake news. <laughs> that was fake news. You guys are fake news. <laughs> I, much, I pretty much now rely on you guys and some shows on Comedy Central for news and perspective. I look forward to the extra paid content about time you went that route. Chris Rock performed in Perth last Friday. Yes. Although nice. I had an idea of what was in the show from listening to you guys after you attended his show. It was still so an good. amazing show, a great experience. It was packed, a packed arena, of course. Both Chris and Mario Joyner made jokes about the composition of the Mario audience, good. which was this being Perth, 99% white. 99.9% white, including me and my wife. We encountered probably another 20 black people just wondering what the racial makeup of the crowds there is and if you think it influences his material. And no. in your own performances, do you tailor your material to the makeup of the crowd? Keep up the great work. Not Pat. anymore. I think Chris Rock, when we saw him, it was it was probably more white to black. We saw him in Richmond, Virginia, yeah, which more, is... It was more white to black. But a lot 60, of black 40? Yeah, a lot of black 65, people. 65, 35? thing about Chris is that People go to see Chris Rock, so even if they are white, don't really matter. Yeah, they know what they're getting. They know you know what you get. Chris Rock, like yeah. when one of us are in some room and fucking yeah, <laughs> this is not what it, this is not what <laughs> comedy is supposed to be. It ain't that. Chris I Rock be able to uh, yell at this comic. Yeah, right. Didn't he say that he wants when he gets to the end of this tour and he films a special, he wants it to be an all black audience. Right, right. So he definitely has an awareness of maybe the optics yeah. of all white people laughing at his jokes. He pretty much said that. They cut to a white guy laughing. It doesn't have the same effect yeah, no, as if the black, camera cuts to a laughing. bunch of black people laughing. I know myself, in form in front of a white audience, form in front of a black audience, that um, there are just things I can talk about with a black audience and I can't talk about with a white audience. That's just that's just the nature of the, of the uh, experience because white audience doesn't understand it, nor do they get it, nor, they, nor will they. If there's more black people in the audience than white people, then white people will go along with it. Yeah, I, if there's more I, yeah. white people than black people, they won't go along with you. Many of them won't. It doesn't even have to be a majority black, just enough black people to make that difference. Right. This is just us, by yeah. the way. This is not on Chris's level. On Chris's level, it doesn't matter. They're going to go along with him, right. he says. Yeah. This is just on our level. If you have like even just like 35% black, they can carry the white people yeah, to drag like- drag them. To laugh at things and, and buy in on things. Yeah. Enough to make the crowd sort of a black crowd, or at least the right. sensibilities of the crowd change. Right, we'll drag them along with them. But if there's not enough black people, then if you want to talk about quote unquote black stuff, then they're not they're not going to go with you. I just and, feel like if there's a connection with a crowd, even if it's a small, and when I say crowd, I mean even if it's a segment of the crowd of black people, like if they like you, they like really like you. It feels yeah. like and the connection. They stronger. love the shit out of you. And yeah. then, like you said, they'll kind of the rest of the audience everybody. will. Yeah. And this is a, this is a white comedian saying this. Yeah, the black the, as far the as the most average tend to know that the average DC crowd is somewhat black, but not enough to make that difference. Usually, unless the headliner you're working with is a a, na- a big name or just a black comic in general, that guy's going to draw more black people mm-hmm. to the show. 
So, and then inside the black people, you have different demographics of black people. You have hood black people. You have educated yeah. black people. People selling dogs. Yeah, people selling dogs. You do have that. <laughs> Pregnant dogs. Pregnant dogs. <laughs> they Hanging bring, out. They bring drinking. King, they bring king and queen to the show. <laughs> uh, people people dressed in a in a outfit that's made out of Crown Royal bags. It's a it's a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So a Crown a whole, Royal bag full of dildos. <laughs> there's a whole there's a whole thing that happens. Like Haywood's open mic at Solly's, to me is a black open mic. Yeah. Even though the audiences will many times be white and the comedians are white, it's just black. I don't know, it's just the rhythm of it is just different. Mm-hmm. Probably because Haywood runs a room and and um, it was a room where a lot of black people can get up. If a room where a lot of black people can get up constantly they start and coming. talk about anything that they anything that they want to talk about, the room tends to become black. The room, the vibe of the room becomes black. And that changes. Yeah, black crowds do have sensibilities. If it's a majority black crowd, that white crowds don't have, and vice mm-hmm. versa. So, black crowds are not nearly as tolerant of the "I'm weird and awkward" kind of comic. Yeah, fuck out of here with that bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> and good for them for not being. Yeah, that. Fuck out of here they prefer to. Fuck I mean, like I bullshit. even like all the way up to probably Maria Bamford. I bet a black crowd be like, "What the fuck is What's she doing?" She doing up there. Yeah, I think you got to really. <laughs> the landing more you got to really perform a little more in front of a black crowd and they'll appreciate it but a guy like Marin can do fine in a black room Andy does yeah. fine in a black room fine. I've seen Mike I don't kill it but I'll do fine I've seen Mike do fine in front of black audiences yeah. Ted does fine in front of black rooms yeah you know you can do fine. You might not be exactly what they're looking for, but you'll yeah. they'll respect it. I if you have I opened for John Witherspoon one time, that, and that was pretty fun. I mean, yeah. and his crowd was mostly black, and it was yeah. an older black crowd. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's you know, it's like one time you gave me the advice, Randolph. You said if you're going in front of a black crowd, the most important thing is just to to really be confident mm-hmm. and like yeah. have that not even swagger necessarily, but just be like own your own. Yeah. Thing, which you should really do in front of any Funny crowd. About it. Yeah. yeah, but you can you get know. away with it in front of white people. You don't have to be right. You can plus you white people sometimes don't like confidence. Yeah, that's just true. Just be, be, just be self-deprecating. Be but I feel like if there's in front of a, a crowd of black people, like if there's any, if you display any bit of, and this is this, I'm not, I'm yeah, no, painting a right. brush. <laughs> but if there's right. any little bit of un- unsure of yourself, <laughs> yeah, then they're more apt yeah, to right. be like, all right, it's, fuck you this don't guy. believe it, I don't believe it. Which again, I think that's kind of that's a good thing to have because. That's something you you really want in front of every crowd. Of every audience, yeah, yeah. But white people are way more forgiving. White audiences are, uh, yeah. It's like that's definitely true. It's like white people in tipping. This is just speaking for me. Um, a lot of black people don't tip because a lot of black people don't understand tipping. So typically, when people say, "Oh, black people don't tip," it's like black people don't understand tipping because that's not really like you ain't going out to eat a lot. I'm talking about black people from the hood, by the way. You ain't going out to eat a lot, <laughs> stuff like that. So. You don't understand the concept of you know tip fifteen, and then it's changing. It used to be fifteen percent, now all of a sudden it's twenty percent. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know that there's that aspect of it, but there's also the aspect, at least for me as a black man, like you give me shitty service, I won't tip you. I, I, but I white people will tip regardless. See, I tip. it'll just be a smaller tip, and there'll be a thing of, well, they just must be in a bad mood or something. Now, see, my, I don't give a fuck. Your bad mood ends at the edge of my table. I, I think there's a big problem with the and look, I I I love the tip. I like tipping. Um, if so if, I. if there's bad service, um, I I won't necessarily tip, or I'll give yeah. leave a poor tip. Um, if it's just 
fine. I'll give 20. Yeah, if it's just fine, I just... I give 20. You know, also, that's the easiest one to calculate. But I do think there's a major problem with the attitude of of people. And look, I, I feel for people in the service industry, they work so hard. But there is a problem where people say, well, we only make... Two dollars an hour, and I'm, I was like, I agree, that's a problem, and it's almost like Steve Buscemi's uh, rant in that Tarantino movie. I can't remember the one. Reservoir like, Dogs, where he says, yeah. "This is a, a shitty way to put it." But he's like, "Take it up with your boss." <laughs> there should be like yeah. a lot of like insight or something. There should be like oversight into that industry, mm. where those people get paid what they should get paid. They shouldn't have to rely on tips. Here's right. the. I that's think, not, I'm not saying I don't tip, and like I don't think there's a responsibility to tip. Yeah. In Europe, some way. they don't. Europe, they get paid. No, it's true. Yeah, and well, they should. They should get paid here. Like it's Europeans ridiculous. come here and they don't tip. They're like, "What well, tip? What? Yeah, why? why? Yeah. What? What is that?" I think the worry though is that if you make everyone paid well without tips, then the service will suffer because they don't have the incentive. Which I don't agree with. I've never agreed with that logic. People use that same logic with a uh, minimum wage that you shouldn't pay people more because if you pay people more, I don't even know how this logic logically works but if you pay people more then there's no incentive to try to get to Move rise up. up out of a job yeah. first of all what do you need that incentive for secondly just because you pay me more doesn't mean i don't want to then make more that's stupid that's stupid logic yeah so i make 15 dollars an hour why would i not want to make 20 dollars an hour <laughs> Right. I, the know, only, right. There's always going to be a thing of I want a little bit more. That that yeah. aspect of a personality never leaves you. I don't. I don't. I don't get that. And then the thing about hi- hiring people. If you can pay more, you're going to get a better quality of worker. That's only common. I don't see how that that line of logic doesn't hold up. If I can pay more, then I can be more selective as to the people that I employ. If I pay shit money. People who are high quality aren't going to apply for it. And that's not saying people who don't work for minimum wage, work for minimum wage or less money aren't of high quality. But we've all been in a place where some insane person is working there. You can ask for more. You can also demand more out of your client. You can't really demand a whole lot out of somebody who's making seven bucks an hour. It's true. <laughs> you can get it's hard to... With a straight face? Yeah. <laughs> there are also people too... And I've I've been with people like this who the whole time you're eating are looking for a reason not to tip. Right. Yeah. They're le- that's not they're trying to not tip, but and they don't want to just say I'm not a tipper. Yeah. So they'll and a lot of the, I'm like hey. I've I've worked for tips before. I mean I've waited tables a little bit. I delivered yeah. pizzas a lot. A lot of the reason the service was bad is not the server's fault. You know, oh sure. If the food yeah, comes out yes, and, the, and the and the order is is wrong for, because the cook screwed up. Yeah. That's not the so people are like, well, I'm not tipping the server. Well, they didn't mess up, right? Yeah. You know, you can kind of tell when it's the server's fault. A lot of times, it's a combination of all those mm-hmm. things. It's the cook was slow, and then something else got screwed up, and then something else. For me, it has to be they have to be actively rude to me, which yeah. is very rare. Yeah. It's yeah. very rare, I and I've only that. like done that once or twice where I've tipped zero, and I didn't really feel great about it. But they were like actively rude. I yeah. got that at this place over by this Lindsay, that Lindsay Cadillac spot over there. There's a little bar right there. Yeah. I Ramparts? Just, I think I no, not Ramparts. <laughs> That's across the street from the bank. From that bank. Is, that, yeah, is there yeah, a yeah. bar called Ramparts? I went to yeah. that bank to cash some to cash on what's the matter? We were just I thought you said we were just talking. You want to say hello to everybody? We were just talking about how you don't like to talk on the air. Say hello to the people. Hello. <laughs> That's it? That's you want to say uh, nothing else? Are you excited about going away tomorrow? Yes. <laughs> That's a quarter for the summer, right? <laughs> <laughs> summer is coming. We haven't had you come on and do um, 
an, an Oscars breakdown of fashion. We haven't had you do that in a while. You have to do that because you know Mike does a Mike does a thing with his lady. They do a podcast That's together. True. Oh, you do a movie podcast. Yeah, they movie, movie reviews podcast together. That yeah. Rod 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 thinks is adorable. That's Rod blasting him. Come yeah. But just the fashion. No. The, the thing is, though, your podcast. <laughs> like she'd run away. She don't want to say that she'd run away. <laughs> your Oscar recaps are terrible. That's uh, true. So we need someone. We need a podcast that has good Oscar. We'll have recaps. you guys do a spinoff episode where you guys just do the Oscar episode for us. <laughs> well, well, shut whole up, umbrella. <laughs> the name of the podcast. If you don't shut up, <laughs> the name of the we did. We did watch that. Yeah, we did watch the BT Awards together, right up to uh, New Edition. <laughs> Here, tell the people what your mom said. She only liked Bruno Mars. She only liked Bruno Mars. Isn't that isn't that shocking? Well, wow. he's great. He's cute. You know, he's, he's, he's adorable. He's a little. He's adorable. He still has the best. Uh, well, since Prince, I think was the best, but the second best halftime show ever at the Super Bowl was Bruno Mars. Yeah, I think. yeah. The Prince one. I liked. I really liked um, Tom Petty. He was good. He was good. As a black person, I fucking loved Beyonce. Yeah, she was great. Much she as did. I liked, she was here's the thing about Beyonce for me as a black person. As much as I liked Beyonce's performance, it was fine. Coldplay came out. I like Coldplay enough. It was fine. I guess the reaction to it, I was like, <laughs> yeah, that was good. that was good. <laughs> but but I mean, I just the fact that she used that to make a statement was right. Was great. I love the reaction to it. That's what I like. Who was the? Wasn't it? Was it Beyonce? Chris Martin, and then who was he? Was it Bruno Mars who was with them on the other? There was I, I can't. Who the third guy? I anyway, think Bruno came out. Who was the third guy when was, Beyonce sang at the Super Bowl? I think it was Bruno Mars. When I Beyonce was, sang at the Super Bowl, who was the third guy? Tim Miller. Yeah, it was it Bruno. Was Tim Miller. Was it Bruno Mars? But I made a joke about that because I said it was Bruno Mars. The picture, the picture, the three of them looked like. It looked like a threesome where one guy's starting to get phased out. Like Chris Mark was like trying to like get kind of like edge his way back in. He just phased out of the picture, like Back <laughs> yeah. to the Future. He's I like him. I like we him too. We like Chris Martin enough, you know. I don't like Coldplay. I didn't want to have a confrontation. <laughs> no, they got that fine. one song I like. Like Coldplay. Every group's like that. They got like one or two songs I like. They got some decent. But am I gonna I like go Coldplay, out and okay. buy a Coldplay album? Probably no. not. You could just hear it on a iPod yeah. commercial or something. I don't know. A few good I like songs. the Tom Petty one. It's because they close and run down the dream, which you can't you can't beat that song for a Super Bowl. You can't beat that yeah. song. I liked. Uh, He's a man. Obviously, the Prince one is fucking the Michael Jackson one. Yeah, yeah, that the was old, great. When That's he was on top school. of the stadium, then he was on stage, right? Because he is his magic. Yeah. The, there's a yeah, he's David Copperfield. I mean, it was no Lady Gaga fake jumping off that, the roof of the right. thing. So that and the and the fucking Madonna doing. Hurt man, those little cartwheels she was doing were those slow motion cartwheels. I was like, "What is this fuckery?" Yeah. <laughs> this old lady is. She's doing. in her fifties. You're gonna break a fucking hip, lady. <laughs> or was that her actually doing it? That I don't was think her. I watched it. She was doing. She like, didn't have like the space uh, spaceball stunt double come in real quick. <laughs> yeah, like, do the cartwheel. And I could done without the Lady Gaga. And uh, by the way, I'm not watching football this season. Oh, because it was it to you? Yet? No, you haven't. Yeah, we talked about it. I'm I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. It's the two things. It's the uh, I heard Rod talking again, again with Rod and Karen talking about his podcast, saying that um, he doesn't like the boycott aspect of it. Um, just for me personally, it's I'm not going to tell anybody. Hey, man, you shouldn't be doing. I'm not going to tell anybody that. I, uh, you have to make the choice for yourself. I feel like for me, they've just they're actively blackballing this guy. 
which is bad enough. And if it was just them actively blackballing him, I'd probably still watch. Okay? Yeah. It's it's the fact that everybody knows that he's being actively blackballed and people are making excuses for the blackballing. Hmm. That that I think he's really, going to get signed. That really bothers me. It's even when if he gets signed, I still may not start watching. Think about him getting that signed. Really bothers me that people are are making excuses for the fact that he's being blackballed, and you hear it through commentators, announcers, people who who make their living talking football, and they all keep coming up with reasons why he's not getting signed. And I'm like, you you know that's not true. So either you're lying, or you're you're buying into a lie that's being sold to you, which makes you fucking stupid. There's no, I can't wrap my mind around somebody like that. And they're just actively subordinating this. They're going along with the ruining of this man and trying to figure out ways to ruin him. Mm-hmm. I'd Send be fine message. if it was just the NFL because I get I get 32 old white men in a room going, we're not going to sign him. And there's no Al Davis, as Mike Payne was saying, to be like, fuck all y'all, I'll sign him. There's no Al Davis. Right. There. And there's also no Dan Rooney anymore because I thought it would be the That's Rooney's. True. But Rooney is gone now. Yeah, but his family's still. But also, I mean, they it's would... different when the when the patriarch's not there to be like, "This is what we're doing," <laughs> and and then everybody be like, "Okay." I don't think the Steelers would have signed him anyway, though. Like I said, Rooney might have signed him just to prove a point because Rooney's like that. Maybe I don't <laughs> he's know. He's that. He, he's not. He's not as hardcore as Al Davis was. Where Al Davis would be like, "Yeah, I'll sign him just to make everybody right. mad." <laughs> you know. I don't really think. I mean, this is just this is totally a football thing. I think you're probably right because I know Dan Rooney is very progressive in yeah. that way. But I don't think Kaepernick would fit their system. I don't think. So. I, I. Plus, also they would have they would basically be signing him. Yeah. I don't know who their backup is, but I, I feel like that would be a thing where their backup him. stinks. Well, That's my yeah. team. Oh God, he stinks. Was he it Landry Jones stinks. Still? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Wasn't he supposed to be decent? <laughs> he was supposed to be. He never. He, he's never taken off. Yeah, and everybody's like, good. "What's wrong with this guy?" And then at some point, you're just like, "Oh, he's just not good." Yeah, <laughs> that's all. He's just but that's not, such he's a big because like backup he, quarterback. Landry is, Jones does stand for the national anthem, though. So <laughs> right. how bad? And could again, he be? to a guy like Dan Rooney, he would be like, "I don't care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't. I don't care." Man, I had black quarters back when nobody did. I don't care. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't care. You know, he's got a rule named after him because he tried yeah. to make sure to ban him. He fired. He hired Mike Tomlin. Nobody in the world was thinking about hiring Mike Tomlin, and they brought Mike Tomlin in. Yeah, just the fact they brought him in for the interview and were like that guy. You know, but now, like I said, he's not there. So the patriarchal driving force of that family is now gone. And then you figure, let's say the kid—I don't know who's in charge now, but let's say just X. I'm, and I say X like insert name here, just X Rooney child who has grown up now in this culture. Also, in the monetary culture, would be like, well, it's going to hurt our product, and you know. I mean, you saw what happened when we brought Ben back, and we can't have. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it was the same sure. thing about Ben Ben Roethlisberger when uh, everything was going on. I was like, "Oh, Rooney will Rooney will keep him because he's a second chance guy." Yeah, <laughs> that's the problem I have with Kaepernick is that people are already framing it as second chance. <laughs> Second chance. Well, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right. Second chance. I mean, he was. He had a couple years where he sucked. I mean, yeah. he did. But last year, he didn't play bad enough to not get a job, yeah. at least as a backup. People are already saying touchdowns against four interceptions. He deserves yeah, he, a second he had a chance. Shit team. Good even even here. people who are on his side are saying he deserves a second chance. Second chances are for people who like beat up their wife, <laughs> right. or did steroids, cheated, basically shit like that. 
And then they have that humbling news conference where they're like sitting in the, at the locker, like I'd really appreciate the opportunity, and I don't really want to talk about the past, and and uh, just, I'm just, I was so thankful for the owners for signing me. That's a second chance guy. It's because he's he's fucked up, and they let him back. Right. So they're already framing Kaepernick as second chance. Your, your transgression is done. Yeah. Like right. your horrible thing that you right. did, and in they their, want him to do mind. that humbling news conference where he goes, "I'm just I'm just focused on football, 110 percent, just focused well, on making this team better." He already said he wasn't gonna stand, or he wasn't gonna. Yeah, the protest do it next was year. for last year. Well, listen, year. Yeah. he's put the he as far as his kneeling stuff. He proved he proved his point. You know what I mean? He he yeah. got so now he can just basically stand and say whatever fuck he wants to say. He he's proven his point. The thing about when you're saying about the um, the the second chance part, yeah, it's interesting you say that because a lot of writers he's not doing his part of the second chance of saying that because I've seen I've seen two articles written now of he has to sell himself back to the league. Yeah, that's the second that's the second chance part of I'm so sorry I did this. I re- I really yeah, I just need to, I need somebody to give me see and he I, won't do that the reason why he won't do that he didn't mess is up. because he didn't do anything wrong he didn't right. and I, I, I actually didn't do anything wrong the one so thing I would say gonna, they want to frame it as him having done something wrong though. it's yeah. it's they do and look I think it's his protest it's his statement however he wants to make it it's up to him but personally I wish he had said I'm gonna do it again. And that, that's just me. Oh, but just again, say I'll do it again? Yeah, yeah. I wish he'd yeah. done it again. And I think that would have been his best chance if he had doubled down and said, well, this is still a big problem. And I'm going to yeah. – now, again, that's his choice. Yeah. That's, you know, however he wants to say it. I, I think the perception might be by some – I'm not saying this is me necessarily – is that now he's doing that as a way to count. He's already playing into the frame. Yeah, that's that was that was said immediately. That was said right. immediately by a lot of black people too, which I don't like. I, I'm my not answer saying to that's that true. Is like, my answer to that is like you said. It's not for me to tell you how to protest right. no, or how not, not, not to all. protest. It's not for me to do that. You do what you do what's best and you do what you think is hard. You brought light to what you look at my closet and see something that you like for this picture thing, if you could. You you uh really see this is why we don't do a podcast. Now this together. this is the podcast right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris Lamworth calls me sitcom Randolph. <laughs> sitcom Randolph. Uh he it's not for me to tell you how to protest yeah, absolutely. Or, how to, or how not to protest. You know what I mean? Just this is what you do, this is what you don't do. People want to tell him how to protest and how not to protest, which I I don't I don't agree with that at all. You don't get to tell this man how to if he feels like he doesn't have to do it anymore, then he doesn't do it anymore. But the second, even if he felt like I need to do this to keep my job, I'm like, okay, I understand. I understand that. I know. I get it. I yeah. know what's in your heart, though. So yeah. I'm with you, <laughs> right? <And> he, <laughs> you know. I, I just personally this, and this is just my opinion. Who knows how it would? But I think if he had doubled down, yeah. I think it would have helped him. Uh, yeah. I do. I think because I think yeah. once you once you do anything that could be perceived as apologetic or playing you play into their frame and the second you say you're sorry you're like okay now let's give you your second chance because yeah. that's what they're doing they're saying now you're kind of admitting even though he's not yeah it could be perceived that you're yeah. admitting you did something yeah. wrong yeah. so you're not going to do it even though again that's not what he did right now th- but if he had just doubled down i feel like maybe he yeah. would have better. either way it's a bad situation and it's not his fault and that fucking thing that that all those articles and that's nothing that has, has been like i i just don't want to fuck with these people anymore that the Trey Wingos of the world and the fucking uh, Trent. What, the what did Trey Wingo I still can't believe the, his name has, he's gotten that far with that name. <laughs> it's like such, yeah. what are you from, Star Wars? He's clearly not, he's clearly not real wings because he didn't spell yeah, it right. Yeah, he's like right. a character in Star Wars who is like unnamed, but you know him after the movie. <laughs> yeah, after Trey the movie. Wingo. <laughs> he's like the pilot who was with Luke on Hoth. 
Yeah, all those all those characters. If you look in the books, they all have these little fucking right. Like, like, why like a huge story? I'm like, where did that come from? <laughs> who thought who thought that shit up? <laughs> who, thought that, who who thought of Bosks? <laughs> who's the bounty hunter? Who's uh, the guy who sits in the who sits in the room like we need a backstory for this guy? <laughs> I got it. Don't worry about it. You know what? They have people at Lucasfilm who yeah. like do all that shit. Yeah, I, I got they write it. books and shit. Yeah. They, they probably Crazy. just bring in some 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 fucking English major. There's, they they I give remember. you, listen, think of all the Shakespearean stuff <laughs> right. you've read over the years and just apply that to this. I can't remember I got her you. name. There's a woman who's like the keeper of the, she's like the one who keeps yeah, see? everything in all the see? mythology. And she's she like has a whole to. backstory written about her. Yeah, for everything. That yeah. somebody has written down that right. you can right now go to Star Wars Wiki. No, I mean a real person, I'm saying. Like Lucasfilm employs a person. Oh, there's like, one person who remembers all of this? Her job is, yeah, it's, or like document all of it. she millions of dollars a year. She probably does. I hope she how did we get from <laughs> Trey Wingo? Copper, oh, because, right. because oh, also fuck Trent Dilfer. Just about that, that too, but guy. also about everything. I just can't stand it. He's gone. I think they got rid of him. Yeah, they, 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 get, him. they got rid of a lot of people. That's, didn't fucking, they? that's fucking idiot. Remember when they were talking about it? And then uh, there's the there's the, the the picture of Randy Moss looking at the side of his head, like yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> about he was with all I'm about to punch shit. Hey, out did they get rid of Moss too? I don't know. I don't know. I, don't I liked Moss on TV. But that was when Dilfer was talking about the distraction thing. Yeah, which that is, was his whole thing. That was back like last but, season. The, which but was not I true. just heard a uh, somebody posted this on I don't, can't remember who posted it on Facebook. But Chip Kelly had a huge thing about mm-hmm. it, and Chip Kelly's been fired. He's got no skin in the game. He's like, yeah, it that. wasn't a distraction. I saw that he it came up. He said it he, like a man. You know, he came up and just said to his teammates, "Here's what I'm gonna do." Not everybody agrees with it. Some people did, but nobody was like, it didn't fester yeah. after that. They yeah. just said, "Okay, you're gonna do what you're gonna do." Yeah. Right? You believe in it, and that's the other thing that like. I didn't get about that because, like, no matter what, like, whether or not you agree with him, you know, using that as a thing, it's not like he didn't believe it. Like, he was very genuine in his beliefs. I feel like that has to count for something. I know some people won't care, but, like, I don't know. To me, it's like, man, he's, like, taking a huge risk by doing that, as you see now. Yes. Like, can you not see the risk that the guy took by doing this? And by the way... Even if you don't agree with him, which I... I, That's confusing to me. As Shannon Sharp was saying... You know, we saw Philando Castillo get gunned down and the cop get off. We've seen all this. He's right. He's not wrong in what he's saying. Mm-hmm. That's the thing is you don't you don't want him to be right. You not wanting him to be right doesn't make him not right. He's right in everything he said. He's right. The Philando Castillo one should have told everybody that this is how right. When that video came out from the police dash and they still let this cop off, that should tell you right there that this is what he's been talking about all this time. This is why he knelt down. This is why. So if you have a problem with that, or particularly if you're in the military and you have a problem with this, and you're not seeing what's happening to these people, mm-hmm. your job in the military is to protect everybody, all these people. And you hear people who are not being protected, not from criminals, but from pe- from their own municipality, their own government. You should be mad. You should be upset. You should feel the way he feels. Mm-hmm. Why don't you? Because you don't think it's a problem. Well, some He's do. Right. Some do. You're right. Yeah. Some do. There's a lot. Of, my father's military for 25 some odd years. He's a combat veteran. My dad has many medals being in combat. He's yeah. like, yeah, he's good. That's good. Yeah, that's good. What he should be doing right there. That's, I agree with that. Because you're the thing is, you're not you're not protecting the people you agree with. You're protecting the <laughs> yeah the shield as yeah. they like to say in the yeah. NFL. Protect yeah. the shield and all the these flag people, is the shield and all these people, these protect. sports writers and stuff like that. They're protecting the NFL, and right. that disgusts me. That's I mean, it's not just such a it's just a such a horrible writer. organization. Even and and this is yeah. another 
proof point of that. But even beyond the Kaepernick thing, they're just... I mean, it's a blood sport anyway. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's funny because like... It's every, way worse than boxing. It's funny because like every... You know, not it's not funny actually, but you know, you see all the older players now and it's really horrifying. Like I, I saw, read a piece on Nick Buonacani, the linebacker mm-hmm. for the Dolphins. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's... he's his head is yeah. He's his head gone. Is done. His body was yeah. already his body's failing gone. him. And yeah. and Earl you see Campbell, this now, oh. and it, and you you hear from these old players, and they say, "Well, I wish I could have played now." And blah blah blah. Here's the thing, though: these guys are making a lot more money. That's true, but we haven't seen sixty year old Peyton Manning. Right. These guys, or or yeah. let's fuck forget Peyton Manning for a second, who was protected by the rule or any quarterback. Look at the guys in the in the trenches. Look at those yeah. guys. We haven't seen them hit 60, 65. These guys. The game has gotten so much yeah. faster and more violent. Yeah. They're going to have a much worse time, I feel yeah. like. Well, the That's guys are all, age. They're all retiring. They're, yeah. they're going to start retiring at 28, 29. I mean, yeah. People starting to do that already, but I mean, that's going to be the thing. Like, yeah, I don't you get your couple paydays and get the fuck out of yeah. there. I mean, yeah. running backs only last. If you're 28 and a running back, you are you might as well be 80 years old. Right. Right. And then Clinton Portis, did you see the article about him? Yeah. Yeah, where he got ripped insane. off by his agent. We were talking about that today. He was ripped off He's by He's like, people. there wasn't going to be no beat. It was kill. He <laughs> was, Holy shit. He was going to go kill his financial yeah. advisors. They don't, they don't have characters like Clinton they Portis. Because they away. He was a real, <laughs> he was a real character. <laughs> $46 million or something of his money yeah. gone. See, of, of the D.C. athletes, and you could say what you want about these guys, whether it's on the field or whatever, Clinton Portis was a hell of a player when he was healthy. Yeah. Or yeah. this other guy. But Gilbert Arenas and Clinton Portis were fucking characters. Very entertaining. Yeah. Very entertaining but portis said that his his memory's starting to go now i don't i don't doubt it you know like he's doing these tv he does like the tv jobs he's he's on the sidelines during commercial. during preseason to the redskins preseason he does redskins preseason coverage and he does eastern motors commercials <laughs> but you know like even for that for that job you have to know what you're talking about you have to be like you know mentally yeah, with sure. it and he's like having lapses and shit. So it's like you can't even get a get that old broadcasting job that'll get your money back a little bit. Right. It, right. How is it you not know? modern day like gladiator? It, it is. is. It is. You know. I was supposed to say it's, exactly it's, it's it worse is. than boxing. If you get knocked out in boxing, you're down for ninety days. You can't fight for ninety days. Yeah. If you get basically knocked out in football, you're playing. You might be back Tuesday. Week. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think there has to be huge changes in football. Mm-hmm. And no disrespect to your favorite sport yeah. or sport. Uh, boxing. I don't know. Even even MMA. Like I don't know how they still let MMA, that happen. MMA is worse than boxing uh, to me because it's. Uh, yeah, but I feel is there less blunt trauma in MMA? I, I don't. Uh, here's the thing about they don't know how to block. They don't know how to defend themselves. If you watch them fight, just as a fighter, if you watch them mm-hmm. fight, you're like, there's no defense in this shit at all. Hey man, I saw Conor McGregor throwing uppercuts at a bag. They just wail on but, each other. But did you stop fucking then? watch that? The Conor McGregor video? Yeah, yeah, I watched it. Did Can you, you wait um, for him to? To have this great bout against Floyd Mayweather. Did you watch the Mayweather? Video? Yeah. I mean, By the I way, if you it. buy that shit, you're an idiot. I'm sorry. <laughs> I if think you buy that fight, you I are an idiot. I tried to tell people they don't. And hey, you know what? I'll say this. I'll say this. You know what, Conor McGregor? God bless you. Because yeah. you know you're what gonna, he's doing. He, he's earn a human. Every dollar that money. <laughs> he is a human hypothetical. Because we've all gotten around with our friends that would you fight Floyd Mayweather for a billion dollars? And he's answering the question. <laughs> Or if you want to get conspiracy theory about it, he he put out that video looking slow and plotting to kind of There's, slow no, play that's how he and make it seem like, <laughs> he, like he hasn't boxed ever. And so Floyd gets overconfident. Floyd starts partying, stops training, and Conor McGregor comes in and beats Floyd Floyd's ass. Do you remember Floyd when uh, Homer oh Simpson God. fought the Mike Tyson <laughs> clone on the Simpsons? Dredrick Taylor. Do you remember when he's <laughs> 
just talking to Charlie Sheen and hanging out on the ropes. That's what it's going to be like. He's just going to be hanging out. Dredrick Tatum, he came into yeah. uh, He came into Welcome to the Terror Dome. And, uh, uh, no, he came into Time for Some Action. Yeah. And uh, a Homer came into Why Can't We Be Friends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mo took him out on the, uh, the helicopter thing. He, he flew in, Fan Man, and flew out and saved him. But to me, that fight... Um, I don't know if you guys want to go into it or if you've already talked oh, about it's, it. We've talked about it. See, he has no chance. It's it's almost like Floyd Mayweather is like fighting a bear. Like it's it's it's, it's like a carnival sport, isn't it? Because yeah. like it's he's fighting and like you know I, I have a lot of respect for Conor McGregor as a you know with MMA. Like he's worked very hard and he's obviously gotten to the top of that field. It's a totally different field. I mean, everybody's made this point. Just take the. But it's uh, like a. It's like a. It's yeah. There's a little bit of overlap, not much. And just take take like the best. One of the best, not even the best, one of the best rugby teams in the world, right? Right? Because McGregor's not the best in no, the he's, he's in the conversation. He's okay. Uh, okay, there's a little overlap with football. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not a ton. but the, And let's say all those rugby guys were the same size yeah. as, as, let's say, one of the best football teams of all time, yeah. uh, the New England Patriots from yeah. 2017. Patriots. Yeah. Let's say that. I mean, that's 76, 76 uh, Steelers. Well, Nico yeah. Green. Or the, the Patriots, the 07 Patriots that went, that went undefeated uh, until they lost. But yeah. let's. To so the, the New York Giants. A, a, yeah. One of the best rugby teams comes to face um, one of the all time best football teams, yeah. one of the best current rugby teams, and they play NFL rules. And there's, they're all the same size. There's no size difference. There might be speed differences. Right. But they play NFL rules. Does anyone think the rugby team has any shot? No. I mean, and the, give the rugby team what? Like, I mean, he's probably been preparing for this for a few months, but the yeah. fight just got announced in two months' time. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I think that's the biggest joke of it, that they announced it with, like, two months' notice. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like, what? You know, So they show him. They show be? him hitting bags, <laughs> and then Mayweather puts out a thing of him hitting a, hitting a doubling bag. Looking exquisite, and you're like, oh, Jesus. He doesn't even have to be exquisite. Looking the way he looks. He just looks the way he looks. I mean, he's never even lost to boxers. <laughs> like, he, I saw somebody had a tweet. I can't remember who it was. I wish I could give him credit, but they said something like, it's it's anyone's guess how Floyd Mayweather uh, will fare against someone who's a non-professional boxer. Like, like what the? F- it's just so stupid. That's it, what people say. Well, this is how the conversation, I've had this conversation now three different times where somebody starts up. Yeah, but if he lands one good, and then I'll stop and i say, just stop. He's I'm not. not. He's I'm not, not going, to. going to have this conversation with you. I've told three people that I'm like, I'm not going to have this conversation. That's, that's movie shit. <laughs> that's not super, real life. It's a super yeah. conversation. That's like close your eyes and throw a punch. <laughs> yeah, right. That, that's, conversation. that's like also, if this was a movie. That even if happen. McGregor landed his best punch, does he have one punch knockout power? No. Are you mean no. to tell me he hits harder than Shane Mosley, who right. hit him right on the jaw? Is he going <laughs> to grab him? And rocked him yeah. with, with eight ounce gloves. They're wearing 10 ounce gloves now. Shane Mosley had eight ounce gloves on at the time, hit him right on the jaw with an overhand right and stunned him he hits harder than Shane Mosley no he doesn't right <laughs> because he doesn't know how to hit hard especially post-divorce Shane Mosley <laughs> yeah that dude hits that, really hard that dude was fucking his wife was, took his belts he was fighting for everything yeah. <laughs> he was like he was motivated yeah. <laughs> he hits harder than Manny Pacquiao no what are you crazy it just feels like WWE it's not it's not sports to me it's just a payday it's spectacle it's it's yeah it's totally I mean, God bless. Event. not even I'm not even looking at Mayweather at this point I'm looking at McGregor, God bless McGregor for making that money. Oh yeah, he's gonna earn every dime of it. There's gonna be rounds where if 
Floyd doesn't want him to hit him, he's not going to hit him. Zero right. punches. There's literally going to be rounds like that. Yeah. Like he he registered zero on the punch stats. Yeah, <laughs> I could I could land one against Floyd. Did you guys I could see land when one. the uh, the highlight? It was like last year when uh, CM Punk, the wrestler, did MMA. Did he you got he took a beat down. I'm like, you've never fought for real. Yeah, and I want <laughs> I wonder if this is going to be worse than that. Yes. Yes, depends I, on, it depends on how brutal Floyd wants to be. I, and I said on the podcast last week, luckily for McGregor, Floyd's not a mean guy. Because well, if he was fighting, he's not. Well, he's if not you're a, a woman, mean, he is. If I'm, you're I'm a woman, say, right. all day. But if you're another guy across from him in the ring, he's not a mean guy. If he was, if he was fighting Pernell Whitaker in his prime or Terrence Crawford right now, he might die. <laughs> they right. might beat him to death. He might die. I could see Floyd mean keep guys. taking If he it. was fighting me... I would have the attitude of, how dare you get in this ring with me? I'm going to fucking punish you. <laughs> Whatever happens, happens. I think I think Floyd will make it last a few rounds just to give him a show. Well, Floyd doesn't have knockout power. Well, That's right. another, which actually makes it worse. Because right, he's going to hit him more. Yeah. <laughs> rather get knocked out. This gives him 12 chances to land that punch, though. <laughs> yeah, 12 rounds go. to land that big to punch. To land that big punch. Yeah. That you have to set up, which he doesn't know how to do. He just wants to go to the distance. <laughs> well, and this is all right. We'll, we'll talk about mean Floyd. Uh, let's say that that lightning strike happens, and somehow Conor McGregor hits Floyd on the chin he knock and knocks him out. out. There's going to be a rematch. Yeah, that's where Mean Floyd will show up. Yeah, Floyd right. will the rematch will last 15 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> It'll just be a beatdown. How great would it be though if McGregor was like, "Nope, I'm good. I got, I got my billions or whatever." I proved my point. MMA wins. <laughs> Prove my point. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It's not. It's not the same. It's not the same. It, to me, it's the arrogance of MMA fighters who are who are a very arrogant lot. Like, oh yeah, I can. You think so? I don't think McGregor really thinks he can win. <laughs> he wants that money, and like I said, God bless him. Go yeah, go get it. You're gonna pay. You're gonna pay thing. for it. You're gonna pay for it. You're gonna go. And now he's talking about bringing in Polly Malinaji as a sparring partner. Malinaji is a retired fighter yeah. who don't hit hard. Right. He's just a boxer. He's not a guy. I mean, okay. Does he not have boxers right now that he's sparring with, though? Like, I mean, I would hope. There's a big thing. <laughs> There's a video that he put out of him sparring with a dude, an Australian guy who's a contender right now, who yeah. at the best is like a B-plus contender. Mm-hmm. And he put out the video, and he looked pretty good in the video. Yeah. And the guy that he was fighting put out the unedited video. Yeah. And it's a completely different world. Oh, he... <laughs> So he, there was no clause where you can't. Yeah, uh, well, he was like, you can't uh, put out the unedited. He was like, you're even to make me look bad. <laughs> and he put out the unedited video. He was like, this is this is this is what really happened in the sparring yeah. session. <laughs> and it was what you think it would be. The guy and the guy was going fifty percent, maybe fifty six percent. Well, the video of McGregor that he just posted, where he's like doing those big looping uppercuts it's and nothing. all that it means nothing that looked like if you play like a Courtney looks better than that if when you, I do miss with Courtney he looks better than that but if you play like a boxing game bad like is. the old fight night games right and you yeah. have your character that you have to build up through the ranks so when you start with him he has like no skills yeah and you push a button and it takes like three seconds for the punch to, to go <laughs> yeah it felt like that it's like right. watching like, like why is this taking so long and then like once you get into your career now the punches have a little, little more yeah. crispness to them right it seemed like that. That's why I was like, "Is he doing this on purpose?" Because I feel no. like I feel I know he can move. No, that's faster what he's than that. got. Not as a boxer, but I mean, it just his body can move faster than that. Yeah, I guess it maybe wouldn't look as good as a technical uppercut. And I'll tell he, you why: it's because he's thinking about the punches. Yeah, that's why it's not. That's why he's not moving that fast. He's thinking about the punches. Floyd ain't thinking about the punches. Well, no. <laughs> Floyd's thinking about how much money. He's <laughs> Floyd's yeah. just punching. 
He's not thinking about it. He's thinking about I, I'm going to throw this punch now, and I'll throw this punch, and I'll throw this punch, and I'll throw this, right. this punch. Yeah, that's going to that's gonna translate well. Into yeah. a, into it a just ring. seems like boxing and MMA. This is like the final, not final, but like both are just becoming kind of jokes. I guess MMA is becoming is, as popular as ever and just gaining popularity. But yeah. I, I just feel like not the boxing is a sport necessarily, but just the way it's well, promoted on at the boxing highest level. Has two, okay, so tonight Pacquiao's fighting. This guy Van Horn on ESPN. Then boxing has two major fights coming in August. They have this guy, Lomachenko, who's probably the, the number three best fighter in the world, is fighting on ESPN. Mm-hmm. And then the next week, Terence Crawford is fighting. He has two belts, and the guy he's fighting has two belts. So it's only the fourth time in history that all four belts are on the line right. at the same time. So that's two big fights for boxing that they're putting on ESPN. So people are trying to actively work towards boxing. And those but are nobody knows who they are. Those are good, good. Oh, that's that's why you put it on ESPN. Yeah, because but even you then, want people, you want people to know these guys, and they're great. Yeah, but great, do they have like pyrotechnics? I'm sure they are. Fighters. Do they have like a really cool walk up to the ring? You know, like people that, that ever wants a showman now. That's the, yeah, I don't. Right. Well, that's why MMA is, Crawford is the is new mean. thing. So yeah. he's just he's mean, and because and when he's in that ring, he is mean. Because he's mean, he's fun to watch. Because he does, he tries to humiliate guys. Like he does this, like literally, he does like this in your face. Mm-hmm. And then he rears, pow, and he rears back and punches you. He's just a mean dude when he's fighting. <laughs> you know, it's like he, an and one street ball game. Yeah, he wants to humiliate you. Lomachenko, <laughs> bounce a ball off your face. Lomachenko is just great. You know, his dad did weird shit with him. Like he put him in boxing for a year at like eight years old. Then he pulled him out of boxing for like three years. Seems healthy. In, put him in ballet for Ukrainian dance for like three years straight. Just to get his footwork good, then pulled him back into that and put him back into boxing. His footwork is insane. Where he just sure. he just skips around. I'm sure, he's pirouetting all over that ring. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking. It's insane. Like, he, he's also a fun guy to watch fighting. Like he'll put his hands down and just put his faces, people's faces, and shit like that. He started boxing very late, so like in his second fight, he fought for the title. He won two gold medals. Yeah, and then the Olympic, two Olympics back to back, and then the second fight. He wants to be a star. Yeah, you know. They need people like that. They need personalities because right. that's uh, if uh, any individual sport, right? You need that, you and that's why MMA I think is doing better because they do they do more promotion. That's it's fake. I mean the the yeah. press conferences, the weigh-ins, all that yeah. that shit is fake. That's why Conor McGregor. I mean he's a him and Floyd are both showmen, right? right. Like they're right. both you know they're selling right. the fight, which I get it. Um, but that's I think boxing. And McGregor's really going to be as great at it. By the way, when they start doing press conferences together, oh, it's going to be going to be all about. That's going to be more entertaining than the fight. Conor yeah, McGregor just put out a video and say this is me training it, but it's Don Flamenco from Mike Tyson's punch hey, are we out. We're doing two. What are we doing? <laughs> we're for? doing two. We yeah, are doing we're two. an hour and a half right now. Oh, God, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, let's bring this one home then. All right. How all right. We, I guess we, the only reason I say to stop, or do you want to just go keep going and just break it? No, it do doesn't do? work. No, let's do let's do a. a the man has it episode. down to a science. Okay, Respect yeah, the I science. Well, so we got to get him out of here by 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 probably about an hour ten. All right, that's what he was talking about. So let's go ahead and. Uh, I hate to cut that up, man. We're having a good conversation too. I knew it was going to go like this because we haven't seen you in a while. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you know how it is. I know we haven't <laughs> talked about nothing. With so the pre-puppet. On the next podcast, we'll probably talk. We're going to talk some Trump, and um. The Good Samaritan who found the two-year-old. Uh, kicked his ass. Serena and McEnroe. The NRA commercial. Definitely the NRA commercial. <laughs> Our streets are on fire. Fucking bitches. Fucking <laughs> They're coming bitch. for you. She's fine, too. That's how she gets away with saying horse shit like that. Um, it's hard to be so abrupt with the cutoff people, but... Dinosaurs are coming. We realize, I know, we realize the timing. 
Uh, did we cover anything in this podcast? We did some emails. Well, we, we talked about well, black frats. We talked. People. We saw a cute picture of a dog. We did see a cute picture. We saw a picture of a little pegging, a little gray dog. dog. We did talk pegging. We did talk lot. about pegging. Way too much. We did talk about pegging. Quit being scared. And embrace it. Quit being scared. No, I'm good. I'll be Quit scared. scared. A dog it's named fine. Muhammad Ali, as a matter of fact. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The champ is here. The pooch is here. Hey, uh, Queen. <laughs> and the daughter runs out. I know. <laughs> hey, Queen. Come here. Does she respond to Queen? Did she just holler out no? She said no. She did. She's did you just holler out no? Some king you are. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Heavy not, lies the crown. It's not going to happen. Yeah, she's not, <laughs> she's not coming. She already did. She filled her podcast I quota know, I for until bye. September. I want to come say bye. You know, people going to, people, you know. I bet your daughter will come out and say goodbye. I know, she might. Ava! <laughs> <laughs> You're up. Oh, there she is. Hey, say goodbye to the people. Goodbye. Oh, uh, oh go. she's got the, okay. She got the mic off the stand now. Doing some stand up for us. Here we go. My friend Allie once told me this on the Talent on the Talent Show. Okay. A dog came to a hardware store and the dog was like, "Do you sell meatloaf?" And then the owner was like, "No, we do not sell meatloaf." Then the next day, the dog, then the next day, the dog came back and he. And he asked, do you sell meatloaf? Then the owner was like, no, we do not sell meatloaf. Then the third day, he came back and he was like, do you sell meatloaf? And and he said, no, if you ask that question one more time, I'm going to nail you to the ground for, I'm going to nail you to the ground. And then he, and then the dog said, okay. Then he walked back and then he came back to the hardware store and he was like, do you, do you sell nails? Then the hardware store, then the owner was like, no, we do not sell nails. Then the dog was like, good. Now do you sell meatloaf? Ah, <laughs> uh, strong. Yes. Strong joke. I'm stealing that one. I'm strong gonna joke. One. We're going to say that on, on stage. We're all going to say that joke. On stage okay, tonight. <laughs> is, it, is it long like But what kind of hardware no. store doesn't sell nails? <laughs> what? Yeah. They a horrible did, hardware store. <laughs> Sorry. Why did Cinderella quit soccer? Why? Because she ran away from the ball. Drop the mic. <laughs> she dropped the mic and ran away. She Nicely ran away done. from the ball. Yeah. Hey, Miss Lady, can you come she, here for a second? She, she got better timing it. than her dad. Yeah. Oh, oh, that well. There you go. Mic drop. There you go. <laughs> can't drop it because there's a mic oh, holder. There you go. Yeah, all Howard stores sell nails. Yeah. Yeah. Know, stop. Stop, stop that, that joke. joke. <laughs> None of them sell meatloaf. Shouldn't stop that joke. Well, yeah. Although I'm I trying guess trying to figure out how the joke could have been yeah. structurally. Well, it could have been any store. It doesn't have to be a hardware store. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's true. You know, it could have been a bakery. bakery no one cares. You, you, have that, you have your wrap on because yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Why yeah. would a bakery, bakery sell meatloaf? <laughs> and then you get the meatloaf thing, and then it's like well, you don't want to the... come out in a bathing yeah. suit, but people are going to see you at the pool in a bathing suit. <laughs> Who's going to see you in a bathing suit? Come here, for <laughs> the people think that I don't, I don't love my wife. That's what everybody thinks now. They hate each other. Well, I think it's more that she doesn't love you. Yeah, <laughs> and who can blame her? I think the truth is she just doesn't love the three guys on podcast. That has become That's, apparent. Yeah. <laughs> we should have done it at my hotel. We should have recorded there. Maybe, yeah. Get Let's out of this. Go. Get out of this house. Got no kind of love for three go. <laughs> no love. All right, people. Listen, come on back on Thursday. We'll be here for you guys. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. You guys all love us, so. Yeah. Hopefully, you'll be back with us on Thursday. Why don't we paywall in, Andy? I think we're going to go not this week. Well, let's do next week. I think we should put Monday behind the paywall and keep Thursday free. Let the people know. Uh, that might be the way to go. So not this, not today, but maybe next Monday we'll do the paywall for that next episode. That seems like a good plan. 
Yeah, we could change it anytime. Check our social media if you want any updates on that. But I think that'll be the plan. Well, that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah. Something will be here for you. If you get a free uh, one next Monday, then that means we decided we changed our mind. Then you owe us. Yep. <laughs> Texas, coming for it. Texas, I'm coming home next week. So um, I'm home now. Actually, yeah. check my check, check my social media. Yeah. You will see me there. Eating a lot of barbecue? Probably. Yeah. I'm home now. Uh, thanks so much, everybody, for coming in. We want to thank Mike Eltringham for sitting. I keep going yes. to call you Mike James. We thank Mike Eltringham for sitting <laughs> in with us. He'll be here with us on Thursday. You guys will uh, like that. And um, I think that's about it. You got anything coming up? Uh, shit. Yeah, but I can't remember what it is. I have a show somewhere. I don't know. Uh, go to MikeEltringham.com. Everything's there. All there my go. social media shows. Also, check out his stuff. podcast. Tell him. Uh, we just saw movie.com. It's uh, me and my girlfriend, Elizabeth. We uh, chop it up about various movies. And uh, if you guys are movie fans and fans of two people arguing, you'll like it very much. So there you go. Check it out. Uh, <laughs> July 11th, I'll be at Solly's. Um, it was at Ben's, but now it's at Solly's. The show has moved. But July 11th in D.C., I'll be at Solly's. And July 14th, I'll be at the Velvet Lounge. Which is a Friday, so come to either one of those shows. I'll probably tweet or face, you know, whatever, do the Facebook thing. And then July twenty first, I'll be at the DC Improv Lounge as well with Frankie French on that show. So there you, there go. you go. And I have something coming up. I just can't remember off the top of my head. So. Oh, we got a show in August coming up, August 9th, to raise money for Jason Weems. That's wonderful. At the DC Draft House. Wasn't that crazy? Uh, Jason Weems is a nuts. phenomenal comic who had some medical bills pile up. Yes. It was a big Poor story. Guy. He had an asthma attack. Almost, he literally died for like yeah, four minutes. Died four minutes. Um, I don't know how much that the medical bill is, but it's uh, we're gonna raise some money for him. And also, it's gonna be the lineup is stacked. So all where is th- it? It's a DC Draft House. DC Draft House. All three of the three guys on. We will all be there. Are on that show, in addition to a bunch of other great comics. And uh, nice. That's the that's August 9th. I think it's a Wednesday. So mark that on your calendars. There you go. All right. So come on back on Thursday. We'll be here for you guys. That's all of our stuff right now. Thanks so much. Be sure to email us. I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. Who else? And I'm Mike Eltringham. And we have three guys on. We are out. <laughs>